Hey, everybody. So scheduling has been terrible this week, and uh, Frank and I wouldn't be able to meet up to do the show until Sunday. Then we'd get back together to do the show Wednesday. It's too close together. So it's Friday, March 14th, and I decided that I'm going to re-release a very, very old episode from 200 weeks ago. I hope you enjoy it. We focus on one topic for the whole thing. It's got a different intro. So here we go. Join me, and together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. Now, fulfill your destiny. We're doomed. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. feeling about this. From now on, you do as I do. Okay? May the force be with us. So what I told you was true. From a certain point of view. Yeah, Obi-Wan, that is why you fail. See, I knew, I knew. Uh, I knew, I followed it up. Douche. Had to have iconic lines there. Yeah, no, that was good, that was good. Uh, Did you notice the, um, I have a bad feeling about this in Lost? You watched the last episode. No, I But we're not going to talk about Lost today. Yeah, it was good. Hurley threw that out. Um, Oh, wait, yes, I did see that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. all right, so this is the Star Wars. It's the Star Wars. Oh, and that, the by the Star way, Wars is episode. the second opening I did. Oh, yeah. The first one got... 65 miles long. No, it was just too busy. Oh, really? I was trying to layer way too much stuff in with left and right channels. Or... Like a Dennis Miller monologue, you know, a little too much <laughs> sub-referencing there. Kind of like, like if you took all your audio and music clips and queued them all to zero and you had, like, 75 tracks and uh, yeah. played them all at once. Uh, That's not cool. No. So, so we were uh, thinking that we will celebrate the uh, anniversary of Jedi mm-hmm. and A New Hope. Um, and a couple of days ago was the 30th anniversary of... Um, of Empire. Of Empire. Yep. So, so we have that. So the end of May is big Star Wars stuff. But yep. 30 years since Empire, man, I cannot... What the fuck have I been doing with my life? <laughs> You've been watching Empire for since 30 was, years. Since I was 11 years old. It's yeah. like, dude, really? Yeah. God. Weird, huh? Uh, crazy. I, I remember, maybe I'm going to do my the first I remember thing. <laughs> um, the cinema in, I saw it in Revere before they changed it to what it is now. Okay. Um, in Revere and in like the candy cases. Hmm. They had um, like books, like the official, oh, like yeah. you know, the book kind of thing. Yep. It was just a lot of pictures, the and it told souvenir you, photo yeah, book. exactly, yeah. the souvenir photo book. Always had, to and it those. was it was wild because it was you're looking at stuff before the movie, yeah. and it's like, yeah. what's what's that do? Oh my god, it's a big fucking Walker thing. Yeah. Oh my god, what does this do? Yeah. This is awesome. Who the hell is that? I I got to a certain page and then stopped. Yeah. 
who are those six guys? And then you were sold. And that's it. I'm done. Yeah. I know. I remember actually seeing the trailer for the first time on TV. I don't remember seeing it. It was, um, I was home, so it must have been spring vacation. Mm-hmm. And I was watching The Price is Right, because I love The Price is Right when I was little. Really? I could tell you in uh, 1980 what the different types of cars, how much they all cost, how much the Rice Roni cost, Turtle Wax. I knew the prices of shit in California. Geek. Weird, huh? Yeah. And all I remember from the trailer is somebody put their hand over 3PO's mouth. Later we find out it's Han yeah. because he wants 3PO to shut up. But I thought 3PO got kidnapped. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Worse happened to 3PO. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start with um, A New Hope. Okay. So... I guess we'll give a little background to lead up. And this is like stuff I wanted to all write up, but I'm okay. way too busy with work. Um, so I'm going to have to try and do this from memory. It was so, written and directed by George Lucas. Yeah, so forgive me if, if, <laughs> if I get stuff wrong. Um, Lucas made his first movie, made THX 1138. Right. Post-apocalyptic After 35 sci-fi. years, people have been going, what? Yeah. Robert yeah. Duvall? What? Yeah, and Sid Haig. Really? Yeah. All right. So then uh, he made American Graffiti. Right. Big, huge hit. Yep. And that's what what sort of, kind of helped him get this movie made. Yeah. Um, he wanted to make Flash Gordon. Yeah. Or was it Buck Rogers? I think it was Flash Gordon. We're going to say it's Flash Gordon. And I wanted to cue up the Queen music, but I totally forgot to do that at uh, the time. So That's all you need from that song. <laughs> exactly. Flash. Boom, 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 uh, boom, 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 that's boom. it. There, both of us. We were did the it. whole band. All right. <laughs> um, I don't want to be Freddie Mercury. Oh, I, don't want to I was going to say you're the gay one. No. <laughs> so, to be gay and bucktooth, too. <laughs> only us. We'd make fun of a guy who died, died for me. It's, Jesus Christ, we're going to hell. Only us? <laughs> I know, huh? So he couldn't get the rights to it. So he decided to write his own thing. Yeah. And he based it off of, loosely off of... Um, Seven Samurai. A little bit. Hidden Fortress. That's yeah. what it was. Uh, the Akira Kurosawa Hidden Fortress. You have the two bureaucrats, the thin one, the skinny, the fat one. And uh, there's a princess. And then you, know, you get yeah. the whole thing there. So he writes this script called... The Star Wars, yeah, uh, the Adventures of Luke Scar- Star Killer from the Journal of the Wills, a right. whole bunch of stuff. Um, the annotated screenplay actually has like early ideas for drafts where Chewie was this eight foot tall, like bug eyed mutant. Yeah, Han had gills. Luke and Leia were the same character. All kinds of weird things. And Luke was Two Face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, more like the dude on Thirty Rock there. <laughs> um, that was awesome. Vader, Vader obviously is clearly modeled off a samurai, um, but they changed the the mask and the armor right. just enough because so, he's in space. Yeah, so oh yeah, he can actually apparently survive in space with that suit, which is why it's built like that. That was the whole idea. Um, there was talk of kyber crystals that amplified the force, which I think played into the, the book Splinter of the Mind's Eye that came out in between the two, in between A New Hope and, um, and Empire. Um, so it's Hidden Fortress and basically World War II is what you get out yeah. of this. <laughs> um, oddly, I mean, I was five when this came out in 77. So... Yeah. This was the first time I'd ever heard the word stormtrooper. So 
it introduced an entire generation of kids to Stormtrooper being something um, not war criminal-ish. Well, in a way. I yeah. mean, they were... But that's, they were that's, still the soldiers of the bad guys. True, but they were incompetent. They wore bright white outfits. They blended in with nothing. Yeah. Well, except the Carter and the you know the first ship, but they weren't they weren't a real life thing. Like when I hear Stormtrooper, I don't think Nazis. Well, no, like when I, I was think a, Stormtrooper. Yeah, like, I mean, like when I was a kid, armor. when I was a kid, I remember the Stormtrooper. I remember like Stormtroopers initially. It's just like, are they robotic? Are they people in there? Like, yeah. what's the deal? And then it doesn't take long to realize, oh, they're just dudes. Yeah, yeah, because they all had different voices. Yeah. They, they were varying, slightly varying heights, you know, as much as you could leave a gap yeah. in the in the armor and stuff. Um, Vader, I had no idea about. Well, let, 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 I think let's start from. I saw I saw this in Philadelphia because that's where I lived. Mm-hmm. Um, my father was very interested, so we went first show, first day. All right. My mom read the opening to me. And as far as I knew, a custodian was somebody that was uh, like akin to a janitor. Yeah. So at five, I didn't understand custodian of the secret tapes. I'm yeah. Like, you, you, you <laughs> She's going to clean those? them? I don't understand. <laughs> That's a little sexist. <laughs> exactly. Why has it got to be the chick? <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to be progressive here, George. <laughs> so, and it's just words. And it's and it's like, oh, okay, galaxy. I don't, I, I know these words, but yeah. they don't make sense. Like Nelson looking at the theater sign for Naked Lunch. I got to get two things wrong with that sign. Um, and then the first ship, the the blockade runner, flew overhead because you know, okay, yeah, you get a a planet with a couple moons, right? It's like, yeah, that's nice. And then the music swells up, and you see it, and it was that that sold me, like totally, yeah. But then if you could be sold even more, it would be three PO and R tour in the next shot, yeah. And I I knew nothing going in. Yeah, I, I didn't. I hadn't seen any ads. All I had, I didn't. It was one of those things. I don't remember seeing ads. I remember um, a friend of mine had trading cards. Okay. And I saw the trading cards. Okay. I was just like, I really want to. And this was like back in the day when a movie would be in a theater for like months and months and months. Right, right. You know? And um, so I certainly didn't see it when it first came out. It was uh, huge by the time I saw it. My grandfather took me, mm. and I think we went with maybe my cousin Doreen or something like that or someone who knew that the first time Papa took someone to see this, he didn't like it enough <laughs> to stay, and they oh. had to leave. So, But I was just like, I want to stay, I want to stay, I want to stay. So we ended up staying, and I was just, I was hooked. Vader came through the mm. door, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I saw Han Solo blow away Greedo, and whatever my nine-year-old mm. version of, he's a badass yeah, it he actually, was a badass. It that was awesome. It surprised just like, me. It was. It was so. But I'll tell you, like at the time, mm. I probably. It, I mean, it's we, we, you, you know we joke about it now that yeah. that we all felt you know growing up we all wanted to be Han, but right. we all felt like Luke. You know, well, that's the whole point. Yeah, you, you, you know, to... and that 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 that's the thing because he was yeah. like the cool older brother. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, I, I actually. It really, I'm, I'm five, right? 
it really it wasn't the fact that Han shot Greedo because you know I could tell you know he was he had to defend himself he was you know worried about getting shot himself but it was the way Greedo died it was that boom yeah just face first dead I'd never seen that before and it was kind of oh first I'd never seen a Rodian yeah you know and that was weird enough with the mouth moving and everything and the language and subtitles and it was so complete that I felt really bad for him when he died I had no sympathy whatsoever I know you don't so still don't yeah we know that um <laughs> so but you know from right there it's just like I'm totally hooked that may have been the start of my paranoia to always know what's going on because <laughs> because that guy poor Greedo got shot and never saw it coming so well, he was being a douche true but before that let, let's let's progress i guess through the through the story here a little bit we we really jumped ahead ah. to, to apparently your favorite part <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's familiar with the story that's not the point of doing this okay go ahead so there are secret tapes which now i guess it would just be called data um that the that they've stolen to the empire's ultimate weapon which is labeled right in the front it's the death star um spoiler alert no 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 spoiler alerts in oh yes yeah. um so leia hides it inside r2 who before you saw vader was the coolest thing on screen <laughs> i disagree and then vader came in what, what was cooler than r2 up to that point i don't know i just you know for me it was okay there are good guys and there are bad guys no, no, you hadn't seen a bad guy at that point what I'm saying is you got the two spaceships and then it cuts to R2 and 3PO. The spaceships were kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, they're but robots. I mean, they R2 were fine. Like, wow. Yeah, I mean, they were like, I mean, they're robots. They're cool. Yeah, they're I all mean, right. I mean, you've seen a design close to that in Silent Running with the little squat things, but Silent Running is uh, basically the cure for insomnia. So <laughs> moving on. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm nine years old. I'm like, all right, these are cool. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing about, oh, secret plans, and you did this, Didn't and matter. the spies did this. It was just basically, it was, okay, Yeah. these are the good guys. Those are the bad guys. Yep. They need to get from point A to point B. Yep. Stormtroopers come in, shoot the place up. Vader comes through, and the next time you see Vader, he's choking somebody. Yeah. Feet off the ground, choking somebody. And uh, that's when, you know, you really get... His anger coming through. Yeah, he's a scary motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, I remember having the hardcover storybook, which I probably still have. And in that book, it said Darth Vader was a Dark Lord of the Sith. Can I tell you how long we had to wonder what a Sith was? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, 3P and R to escape in the escape pod. It leads to the Luxor droids line. His jaw was captured. It's kind of slow. It it really is. After I mean, the initial fight, it's slow. Yeah, it it is. I mean, I've watched it with my kids, and yeah. like actually to the point where like Cole has been like, Dad, this is this is kind of boring. You 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 know when yeah. do we get to see something happen? When oh. do we get to? I said we're gonna see Luke pretty soon. About an hour and ten minutes Relax. into it, something happens. So yeah. Yeah, you don't see any. It's kind of, it is kind of, yeah, it takes its time. Oh, yeah. 
really does. I mean, and you have a little bit with Leia. It goes back and forth, and this was the start. I mean, you can see how he likes to to jump storylines around, which we'll get into in the second segment today. Um, so they're torturing Leia, but it never really looks like she's being totally tortured. It's more... It's Dr. Ball. <laughs> it's like psychological torture, I guess. Or, or, it's a flu shot. Exactly. My God, man. Um, <laughs> you have a degree of poetry? <laughs> so then uh, we were introduced to Ben, who at this point isn't a jerk. Well, it's not so much that he was a jerk later. He was just a douche. He's a liar. Yeah. Well, he's just like, well, I'm going to try and explain my we'll, actions. We'll away. get to his motivations in in Empire because that's <laughs> when he really starts to be a douche. Um, in A New Hope, he's perfectly legitimate because you have no idea of it. Yeah, of the I mean, what, what's great about it is, you know, again, you're you're sitting there and you're watching this, and right. you're a young kid, and and here's the thing: it's like when you're when you're a young kid, you 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 know what your life is like. Your life's pretty boring. Okay. And you always hope that, you know what, like deep down somewhere that for some reason you're, you're special. Right. Or that some, someone's going to tell you something about, it's just like, look, this is what you're meant to do. So that's like really cool. It's just like, here's this crazy old guy. I'm just trying to get my robots back. And I'm what? My dad was who? Yeah. I'm not just a boring, depressed, whiny little you know, blue milk drinking little bitch from the farm. All right. Well, that's, that's part of Joseph Campbell's whole thing. That's oh yeah. The yeah. It's, it's, like the, yeah, the exactly. King Arthur story. Yeah. Or whatever you want to call it. He gets so, his sword, you know? Yeah. He gets, you know, there's, you know, he finds out that he has, uh, you know, his special purpose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, his special purpose is just to be a Jedi, which later, I mean, the more I'm really thinking about, everything that Ben's told him, he kind of dupes him into it. Well, I think it's, it, it's one of those things. I mean, one, Luke really, it gets to the point where he has no choice but to go yeah. because he's got no reason to stay, okay? Well, no, his uncle's, he's his clearly, uncle's dead. He's clearly given a and reason he needs, not to stay. Yeah, exactly, and quite frankly, his life is in danger. So, okay, right. this crazy old bastard who gave me the really cool sword, yeah. I'll hang with him for a bit because... Well, shit, otherwise something bad is going to happen to me. So yeah, yeah. it's it's like, okay, you wanted adventure, here you go. Yeah, so. and it's interesting. Ben is a master of wordplay because as we've seen, and I'm not going to, I don't want to reference the prequels of Clone Wars too much, but we will with Ben, I think. First, uh, I'm assuming he takes the name Ben to, when he goes into hiding, but that's like me changing my name to, you know, Fred Bricklemeyer. Yeah. Like, really? Um, ben says, I can't seem to recall ever owning an R2. Uh, you knew him for like 10 years, douche. Right. Uh, he, saved, he saved your life in Phantom Menace. Many times. <laughs> Come on. But Luke says this R2 unit says he belongs to you. Technically, he doesn't. Right. That's the beginning of it. Your father wanted you to have this when you were old enough. We've seen that is not at all even close to the case. Right. Ben assumed that. And um, Darth Vader betrayed and murdered your father. Yeah, don't even get me started on that. It's manipulation in its purest form because in the radio play, Luke sets out with revenge in his heart. 
to kill Darth Vader yeah. for what he did to his father. It's it's uh, the level of hatred that Luke has for Vader is different. They don't meet till Empire, but in the in the radio play, Luke was very aware of who he was and where he was and kind of went looking for I don't for think him. though we can you can look at the radio play though cuz a lot of stuff happens in the radio play. No, I'm just I don't I'm just that, it's, I, that's it's just an example of how the story could have gone. How yeah. how you know how much Ben manipulated him and given the right circumstances, I mean, Luke would have run at him in the Death Star yeah. if there weren't all those stormtroopers in the way. So Ben is a master manipulator when it comes to getting what he wants, which is making Yoda happy, apparently. Yeah. And Qui-Gon, too, as far as we know. So they head to Moss Eisley. Moss Eisley is awesome. Yeah. The cantina is Chalman's cantina. Apparently, it's run by a Wookiee. He owns it. And, really? And the ugly dude there were he bartends. So. <laughs> this is just a part-time job, man. It like, is, stop is. shooting shit up. All I know of, is... You cut, the, you cut some bastard's arm off. I got to clean that shit up. Thank God it cauterizes. All yeah. I know is no droids, no blasters. Yeah. That's it. There's a new sign now. Old crazy old dudes with lightsabers can't come in either. <laughs> um, that was the most... I mean, that was... Aside from the whole movie being groundbreaking, that was oh, that the was most incredible, amazing scene yeah. ever put to yeah. Film. It was like you'd never seen anything like it before, and you're like, oh my god, this is awesome. That's what everybody the music talked was about. Astounding. Yep, everybody talked about the cantina. Um, I've tried to collect the figures that they've put out. I've tried to get every cantina guy yeah. just so I can have them all. And a couple I don't have, but whatever. So I have to focus on Jabba's Palace at the same time too, which Jabba's Palace had to outdo the cantina for outrageous. Well, yeah. Um, well, so, come on, Jabba's Palace had like hookers and blow, oh, yeah. like strippers that exactly really stripped. So, um, he was getting four blowjobs during that scene, and like you don't even see it because well, because badass job is. <laughs> um, so they meet they meet Chewie, and Chewie again. What the hell is that? Yeah, uh, it's a big monkey dog, pretty much. I mean, and then um. Luke has an altercation with a dude that has a butt sticking out of his mouth. Sorry. Yeah, no, with, that's pretty... with Walrus Man. Yeah. Um and then they meet Han. And Han's kind of a prick. Yeah. He's kind of like, you know, I've seen the whole I've seen the whole galaxy. Yep. I know more than you do. I'm super cool. I am super cool and all the bitches want me. Yep. But as you come to find out, Dude doesn't even have a plan. Like, nothing. But here's the thing, though. You know what, though? Han was so badass, he didn't need a plan. He It would have helped. Well, of course it, it would have helped. helped. Like, when he ran around the corner and... But that's original, what was so... Original version ran into a dead end with the stormtroopers. But that's what was so great about Han Solo is just like, you know what? I'm just going to do whatever it takes. I'm not going to think. He's just he's just pure balls. Yeah, he's he's reactionary. Yeah. He's um, just going to he's just going to go and you know, shoot first, ask questions later, you know. Yeah. Look after I leap. Um <laughs> yeah, and you know, whatever. So, yeah. which is uh, which is what I loved about him. Yeah. Because I think that there's an element of that that we wish that, you know, we all wish we could do that. 
True. Just like, you know, barrels just straight ahead. Yeah. And not look back and just like, all right, hey, let's go see what happens. All right. It's just like, yeah, this is great. Or, oh, shit, they're all shooting at me and there's yep. more of them. <laughs> that didn't work. So, okay, at this point, they, they, um, they're, they're supposed to go to Alderaan. Death Star blows up Alderaan. Yeah. Uh, boom, boom, Alderaan chunks everywhere. Boom. Sorry. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of robot chicken references. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Um, and Leia is like thoroughly disgusted. You know, she's appalled at what's going on. She's she's kind of shamed into giving, Tarkin. You're a dude. Kind of kind of given the name of a planet out, but yeah. you got. I mean, this is this is the first was was one of the first movies I'd ever seen in a theater. But like, she's strong. She doesn't. But I'll tell you, you know what though? This is one of the things that like, if you look, this is this is if you look at, and I know that we're. We we're not gonna like compare original trilogy to like the prequels, Man. but it's one of those things. Like, if he were to make Star Wars Episode Four right now, yeah, I mean, really, leading up to that, he blows up a planet. Yep. Okay. He kills what seven, eight, nine billion people. Okay, blows up a planet. Yep. All right. Um. Dude gets shot in cold blood. Yep. Greedo gets shot in cold blood. Yep. All right. There's a couple of burning corpses <laughs> laying in the desert, showed. which they showed. That you got to okay. know. A guy got strangled and tossed aside. Yeah. Lucas would never, 30 years Very later. Very graphically. Yeah, strangled. exactly. That, that There's some like badass, yeah. badass stuff going on there. But He's if he made it today, back. I mean, it's a product of the time. I mean, if he made it today, it'd be like Jesse Eisenberg or, or Michael Serra would be Luke Skywalker and it would be shit. No, I don't think it would be. They wouldn't, you wouldn't go in that direction. Well, it's, it's an extreme example, obviously to illustrate my point. Yeah. Like who would play Luke now? I don't know. Someone from the WB or some CW or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Someone <laughs> fucks a vampire chick in his day job. Somebody way too pretty to be Luke Skywalker. I could see I could see the three people from Twilight yeah. being Luke Han and Leia. Oh God. There you go. That's how they would do it. Yeah. Anyway. And you'd have Daniel Radcliffe as an Imperial because he has a British accent. Right. So anyway, that's we're not gonna we're not even gonna <laughs> even take feedback on that because it was just we're just bullshit. <laughs> um, so the Empire's serious. Yeah. I mean, Tarkin is not fucking around. No, and when Peter Cushing walks on screen, you pretty much know he doesn't fuck Well, that's around. the thing. It's just like, He oh, killed okay. Dracula. Well, that's the thing. It's just like, <laughs> here's here's Vader, who we've seen. He's a badass. I'm yeah. afraid of this guy. Oh, yeah. Okay? When, when, when we did, you know, a few years ago, when we did the, when the 501st yeah. came to the movie theater, and I go to punch in at the movie theater, yep. and Vader's there, yeah. the guy dressed as Vader, and all I hear is the breathing thing. Yep. It's like, here it is. I'm a grown man with children, and I hear the breathing thing. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that is totally freaking me out. Yep. You know, I'm yep. nine years old again, afraid of this asthmatic yep i went and knocked on the door to the to the supervisors oh yeah and uh boba fett answered the door oh yeah i walked in and there was a whole bunch of stormtroopers i'm like really guys full total armor mask everything he answered the door and i had to avert my eyes because it was creepy yeah i'm like ah and i looked down into the right and i'm like there 
whenever you guys are ready. I could not look oh, that mask. Come on, the, man. There the were visor. like three or four stormtroopers in there. I walk in. I go, I guess this makes me C-3PO, huh? <laughs> they said, you're gay? <laughs> 3PO's not gay. I'm just goldenrod, bitch. Uh, so, yeah, Tarkin. You were Tarkin saying. is a badass. And it's just like, here we go. We've seen Vader, who is just like a terrifying dude. Yeah. And this guy is Vader's boss? It's it's weird because you find out later on that they're kind of I Vader's think not part of the of the the Imperial Navy or the military. He's yeah, he's, he does like enforcer. like the military doesn't really like him. It's just like, look, the Emperor doesn't need to send yeah. his little bitches to watch over us. Right, okay, right. I'm badass enough. I just blew up a fucking planet. Yeah. All right, he's, if that, I want that remembered in my review, he's like I the, <laughs> fucked up a planet. Vader's like the auditor that comes in and decides who to fire. Yeah. He doesn't really work there, but you want to be nice. Yeah, to him. and you're just like, God, I can't go home until he goes home. Right, Jesus right. Christ. But it's nice. One of the last shots in Sith was the Emperor on the bridge of that that um, Clone Wars era yeah. Star Destroyer with Vader, with Tarkin. With Tarkin. So Tarkin has been there from the beginning. Yeah. So that was, yeah, I thought that was a nice that touch. That was a really nice touch. Uh, and there's rumors that the guy that plays him is going to play Tarkin in a live-action series. So no, that's cool. So you can see a little bit more how totally badass he is um he doesn't take crap from leia but leia also doesn't take crap from him yeah i remember she's feisty it's like her leia and 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 ripley from alien were like two of the early how to be a badass followed by you know sarah connor and one of the things i like about leia that transferred into the lego star wars games is that (laughs) leia never misses oh yeah when she when she shoots she never misses yep Yep, in one of the books, the Visual Dictionary or something, it, shows, it says that she carries a uh, a hunting sport pistol, which yeah. is like has that super long barrel for yeah. accuracy. But I think that if you watch the movies like closely, yeah, she doesn't miss. No, she never does. That's no. like a bizarre trivia question there. But it, it it's weird because it kind of plays a little bit into um like Padme's gun at one point is it looks like um like a target gun, like competition target, yeah. like handgun with the weighted, you know, stock and all that yeah. stuff. Um, but it also, it kind of, you know, it speaks to the whole, like, all right, fine. Maybe she is force sensitive. Cause she's, she could be, she, yeah. you know, she's got those, that hyper skill. True. Or it could have been one of those things that, you know, if she's a Senator and they're doing, Bale knows what they're doing behind yeah. the back of the, of the government. Oh, come on. Jimmy Smith is going to teach his girl how to fire a weapon. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, he's from the hood. So, <laughs> Jimmy from the hood. So. <laughs> Smitty from the block. Yeah. They, um, they rescue the princess. Um, and then they, they jump into the, the, uh, garbage chute, which, um, I've heard reference, and there's a lot of like religious, biblical type references sprinkled throughout the whole series. Yeah, um, this is akin to to Jonah and the whale. This yeah, is like Billy of the Beast. Blah yeah. blah blah. It's Luke's transformation because when he jumps in there, he's a whiny little bastard. Yeah. The first words, if you watch when when Luke when when they all get out of the trash compactor after the celebration of oh my god we're saved. Um, 
Han says something about we got to get somewhere, and Luke says, well, we better get going. No whining, no complaining. Yeah. He's like, all right, um, I was almost killed in a trash bag by a tentacle monster. So let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. So that was the beginning. Luke really wasn't whiny after that. Not well, in this one. I don't know. After Ben dies, he's on the thing. And well, he's mopey. Yeah. He's yeah. A little, he gets a little emo. Well, yeah. He's allowed to. It's the only person that had a connection to his father. I think so. Robot Chicken addresses that just fine. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> so then they decide to go to Alderaan, and it was contested for a while between you know different people that, oh, well, how, you know why would they just let him go? Tracking device, that's no, yeah. dumb. Why would they just go right there? Well, they just go right there because they need to take the Death Star out. So instead of sending the X-Wings through hyperspace to go fight it, let it come to them. Yeah. And then the whole question of, well, why can't they just shoot Yavin and get it out of the way? Well, it's a gas giant. There's really not much for the super laser to work on. Yeah. So, plus the Empire's all about intimidation. So, well, plus you need that. I mean, it's the, I mean, there's, it's, it's the end of the movie. You, like, you yeah. need tension. You need, well, you need that clock counting yeah. down. Well, aside you know? from story elements, I mean, well, I mean, but I mean, but but you you, you need to you need to have that. I mean, yes. if you didn't have that clock counting down, that that tension, I mean, you wouldn't have McGruber as a movie. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, and damn you for bringing McGruber into our special hey. show. Um, but it also it also I mean, people people would would in theory, if you know the Death Star is coming and it's orbiting the planet. You're going to send messages out to the people, you know, that you care about. Uh, oh, the Imperials are here. They have a moon-sized gun that they're pointing at us. A laser. Yes. <laughs> so it would help to, to spread fear throughout the galaxy of they found the rebels. Yeah. And they're going to kill them. And if you, you have a fast enough ship, you can go watch it. <laughs> it's like the tall ships we're gonna blow up a planet yep yep so hurry up and then <laughs> it's like getting seats for a parade yeah yeah i will say first time i saw it han coming back because it was so final when he left he's like i yeah. got my money i'm out at five years old i knew He's not coming back. He's yeah. going to go spend his money with his big monkey dog dude. Yeah. It was a total surprise when I he came back. I thought that was absolutely awesome. Just like, see, he's a good guy. And yeah. then I got to tell you, for years mm. until we saw Empire again, and even yeah. after Empire, I always wanted to know, like, Vader got sort of, you know, booted, mm. you know, twisting, flying through space there. Like, yeah. what, what did he do? Yeah. You know, how long was he twisting and flying? Because it didn't really look like he got control of his ship. He did. Yeah. He did. The last shot is him going away, but apparently that TIE fighter, unlike other ones, has um, life support and a hyperdrive. So my understanding is he just set coordinates to hit that superstar. Yeah, destroyer and then he calls the up. Emperor, and we've all seen that. Yep, yep. Vader. What, do you have an ATM on that torso of yours there? Like, that was right? my favorite set. <laughs> Go for Papa Palpatine. <laughs> Who's they? So, 
What the hell's an aluminum falcon? I um I remember watching um a behind the scenes thing where they really talk about it. it might have been a a thing about the whole Joseph Campbell archetype yeah. thing where they talk about how the force teaches you to rely on yourself. At least in the in the original trilogy, it teaches you to rely on yourself. So Luke shuts off his targeting computer, but then to hammer the point home, they take R2 out. Yeah. So he is totally He's by totally, himself. Yeah. And then he has to do it all on his own. And right. I, I'll tell you, you know, when I was little, I liked the good guys. I like R2. I like, you've seen all the droids yeah. that I have. I love those R2 droids. For some reason, they have a lot of personality in that one little eyeball. And uh, I was really upset. When they pulled him out and the oil was baked onto yeah. his, his little chrome head and, like, crap was sticking out all over the place. That was that was kind of like oh my god! But I I loved R two and C three PO for the you know little bits of humor there. They're yep. fun. I didn't find them annoying at all. No, I was just like oh just shut them up. They were just like it was it was just enough. Cool. It was a good yeah. Balance. It was just enough. Even Han was funny. Luke was funny. Yeah, everybody had their funny moments because yeah. look at what you're going up against. Yeah, you you need to break the the tension every now and then. I don't think Vader ever cracked a joke, but still. Even, I thought even, he was really funny when he said, I find your lack of faith disturbing <laughs> when he keeps showing his guy, that guy, yeah. how big he thinks his penis is. <laughs> even the stormtroopers on the Death Star would like just shoot the shit about nothing. <laughs> uh, this thing is so tough so. to pee out of. <laughs> so that's, um, that's the plot review there of, uh, of but, a new hope. I mean, it was one of those things where it was just like total good good guys versus bad guys. Yeah. And it was it was it was, sim- it was simple and I'll tell you it was later, you know, when you start like reading it and you understand mm-hmm. the whole th- you understand what a rebel is. You understand yeah. where that fits and and who they're going up against. You see parallels, you know, in history as you grow up, you you visit you revisit some of these things and you yep. understand them better and better and better every time but when you're you know 9 years old and you 5 years old mm-hmm. just sort of sitting there watching it it's okay you know what all i need to know is these are the good guys these are the bad guys yep. lots of cool shit is happening yeah. and the good guys win yeah that's awesome and it wasn't just one type of spaceship or or anything you had tie fighters you had star destroyers and the death star for the bad guys you had the Millennium Falcon, and you which had, is the coolest ship in the universe, arguably, because I would argue oh, that fuck Slave One. No, I'm not even. There's better ships, but still, but no, but but you know what it is? Did, no, the Millennium <laughs> on, Falcon is my like, thought. and then there's X wings and Y wings. So there was a variety of spaceships. There were a variety of land vehicles. There was all different kinds. Well, of yeah, stuff. it was a whole great world, but it was yeah. like. It was good guys versus bad guys. It was yeah. one of those things that, you know, you could go out and it's just like, hey, you know what? When, when you're a kid, you're out on the street, you're out with your friends. It's just like, you know what? Yep. I don't want to play cops and robbers. Let's play Star Wars. Right. Okay. I'm going to be, we're going to, I'm going to be Luke. You can be Han. Right. Okay. You know, whoever's dog was Chewbacca. <laughs> okay. Someone's sister was always Leia. Yep. And then that got weird after you, you know, saw her in Jedi. Because by then she's grown up a little bit. And it's just yep. like. You're still going to play Leia, right? You're going to be Leia. <laughs> what? Why? You're 17 now. So what? Just, and you're wearing a bikini this summer. What do you put expect? Put on the ashtray across your boobs. <laughs> but anyway, um, and that was cool because I don't care who you were, you could identify with 
with someone, yeah, with someone there, you know. And I'll tell you, for the longest time, I could not get why my friend like really dug Darth Vader. I'm just like, dude, he's a bad guy. He's the you baddest know? bad yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. He's the baddest bad guy. He's my he, favorite and, guy. And he would be just like, I just, I just dig him. He's awesome. I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he's kind of a cool bad guy, but but he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he killed the good guy, and he chokes people exactly. from across the room. Exactly. And but what's great about and everybody it everybody was afraid of him. But there's all those questions. Just like, okay, you know what? Obi Wan cuts off the dude's arm in the bar, mm-hmm. but when Vader goes and strikes down Obi Wan, yeah, it's just like, wait a minute, that didn't even cut his clothes, and the dude disappears. Yeah, that Obi Wan's yeah. kind of a badass until Empire when he's a dick. But yeah, um, yeah, Obi Wan was a total badass in the first movie. He was. I give him that. He was. He's just yep. like, damn. Yep. This man has seen shit. He's done shit. You know he's fucked women, okay? You know <laughs> that he's done shit. Not All saying right? it's the Duchess of Mandalore. All or right, anything, exactly. But... All right, but this guy has seen some shit, <laughs> yeah. and now he's just chilling in the desert. Yeah. All right, you think that? Well, most right, most old people you know, retire to the desert. Well, that's the thing. It's just like you know what? <laughs> Living in a hut makes the noises scare the ugly things away. All right, yeah. this yeah. is a cool guy. Yeah. All right. You knew my dad? All right. This is getting pretty interesting. Yeah. You gave me a really cool fucking sword. Yeah. This yeah. is awesome. That was surprising when All that right? thing showed up, too. Because my uncle always told me, don't hang out with old men in the desert <laughs> who want to give you a sword. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Because, you know, you end up on dateline. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? The the whole lightsaber fight with Ben wouldn't have mattered if they hadn't have done the cantina scene, if it hadn't have just sliced his arm off, because you'd have no idea what the weapon's capable of. Yeah, exactly. So that was, you know, it's interesting to, to look back and see, you know, look at it fresh from like, I've been trying to think this whole time of, of thinking of it as I'd never seen it before. So what plot elements have to be spelled out? Well, I mean, it's like... <sighs> Like the force. Let's take the force. Yeah. Okay. Ben explained that pretty well, even though he's really shit at it. But but you know what? It's <laughs> the force is is it's about it it, it is about faith. Mm. It's about taking the energy that exists everywhere. Yeah. And being able to channel that or manipulate right? it in some right. way. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's it, it's about it's about focus. It's about it's not a fucking genetic thing. It, it's it's it, more it, about not, that doesn't it? No, I, no, I, I know, not, I know. We're not, not going to have there. that argument. No, the, here the now, force. But, I think talking about it, it 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 allow it allows you to tap into something greater than yourself. So you can bend it to your will. So in a way, the force allows you to become. Well, it gives you godlike powers compared to us. Well, no, I you can, think that you it's... can manipulate people's minds. You can move things of their, uh, you know, to where you want. But it's it was like sort of the 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 science fiction, you know, you know, futuristic version of like a karate dude 
who could do all sorts of great, you know, great physical things. Yeah. Okay. Was, you know, with the whole Jedi mind trick, it's just like, you know what? I'm smarter than you. All right. No, no, no. Only, <laughs> yeah. but, no, but yeah. you, because you're, you you've reached this higher level of, of, of consciousness or whatever right, it is right. where you have greater control of your body. Okay. You've got greater control over your mind. Yeah. You're at peace and you're able to do great things or bad things depending mm-hmm. on your you know your, your 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 nature okay True. so and that for me is a far better version of the force than what it's become well you know what all that it's become has explained why some people can and some people can't that's that's it that's how i see it the, but that's like trying to explain why some people can you know dunk a basketball and some people can learn french well that's know? because of the genetic makeup of their body <laughs> that, but but it, it, it but it, it isn't it isn't i think that there's something in i don't think that it's something it's, that you can measure in their blood but it's not something you're going to measure in their blood um no but you could actually see it on an electroencephalogram why some people can learn languages and some can't I'm not talking about midichlorians. It doesn't. Midichlorians don't matter. No. It was just a way to scientifically prove how strong Anakin was. That was it. So you say that, oh, he's stronger than he has a higher count than Yoda. Bang. You know how strong he is. That's it. It's a, it's a quick plot device. Instead of having him prove it, you just tell the audience. Anyway, so whatever, right? Who whatever. cares? They have they they've never mentioned midichlorians in the in the Clone Wars series, and I don't think they talked about them in two or three because they don't matter. You can either you you can either use the Force or you can't. I like the fact that that's a way to differentiate, you know, Uncle Owen from Plo Koon, you know, because before that it's like, okay, well, how come Luke can do it, but Han can't? Because it almost came down to belief. I think that's part of it. Because Han's kind of a, an atheist when, yeah. he, when, he, when it comes down to it. Ben is the priest. Yeah. Essentially. Right, the he, wizard. Yeah. Or the monk. I mean, yeah. the, whole, the whole thing. Luke is the, the acolyte who's learning the ways. And Han is the, the unbeliever. Yeah. Um, but the difference between, you know, Han and... You know, normal atheist is Han actually sees proof of it. You know, there's actual seeing is believing with Han, and he saw. No way anybody could have made that shot without help. No way Luke could have deflected three stun bolts from that training remote without some type of help. So, it's a little different there. Mm. So, all right. So, after the movie's released... It stays in theaters for an entire year. Was it a year? Yep. And Or it was just short of a year, and it was re-released at the year. Because Annie Hall like, sort of pushed it out of theaters, right? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Oscars. Um, <sighs> so that Christmas, they didn't have anything. No. There was, there was nothing. There was a board game, if I remember right, that I have, the Death Star Escape board game. Yeah. I used to play it all the time. Um, some books, the novelization. That's really about it. Yeah. So you had the early bird, early bird special kit send away thing. Yeah. And it was like Han, Luke, Chewie, you know, the main, the main dudes. 
And then they started putting out the the figures on the um those classic iconic. Yeah. I Kenner mean, I had I had Luke, I had Vader where the lightsaber goes up through the arm. Yep. I never I had, had the original Luke. I had the original. I didn't Luke. like Luke. I liked Luke. I, I, have I liked Vader. Han. I had <laughs> Vader. I had I had R two D two. I didn't have C three O for for a long time. I got the two um, of them together. I had the lightsaber. Oh, I'm not the. Yeah. I'm sorry, not the light. The, the I'm sorry, the land speeder. Oh yeah, yep. I had the land. And I remember the night my mother came home with a land speeder because uh, for no good reason I got a toy and it was cool because <laughs> it had like those really cool springy wheels that mm-hmm. made it look like it was hovering. Yeah, I thought that was. And I remember um like playing with it on my kitchen floor. Oh yeah, I I did too uh, on your kitchen floor. You didn't remember me no, being there? That's, that's weird. Well, um, no, but I got a land speeder. My uncle came up to visit and he hid it somewhere in the house and I had to find it. Huh. And I, I got that. And I remember it was it, it was like a box that's a little bigger than a brick. Yeah. And it was a tiny little box that it, that it was in. And I had 3PO and R2 that sat on the back. But I didn't yeah. like Ben or Luke that much. So nobody drove the land speeder. But then upon subsequent watchings, you see that 3PO drives it. That's okay. 3PO can drive it. It's, a, it's like one of the faraway shots. 3PO's yeah. in the driver's seat. Uh, I had Greedo. I think he was one of my first guys. Really? And the Death Star droid, which actually wasn't the droid that was on the Death Star. It was the one. I had a couple of Stormtroopers. Yep. I had Chewbacca. I never had Chewie. Chewbacca was one of those toys, like, when my mom went on this rampage, like, if you don't clean your room, I'm going (laughs) to clean it for you. And my room got cleaned into, like, the trash. So I had to dig through, and I was, like, freaking out because here I am. I'm like... You put my shit in the trash, and I'm like digging on. I got and I had Chewbacca. Uh, that sucked. I remember after Empire came out, I had like Han in the like his like his winter clothes. Oh yeah, yeah, Hoth Han. Yeah, <laughs> they're coming out with a Hoth um, game for the iPhone. Really? Yeah, huh. can't wait. So should we take a break and then we'll go into we will after we talk about this one other thing. So around Thanksgiving. In uh, 78, I think it was 78 might have been might have been 79. I'm not 100 percent sure Um, because I try not to remember that much. There was a TV show. Remember the TV show? No. Uh, you, do you know what Life Day is? Oh, God, I remember that. I kind of remember that. Uh, I have it. I was watching it earlier today. Yeah. Um, they thought it would be a good idea to do a Star Wars holiday special. And it really didn't it turn tanked. out to be a terrible. good idea. It was terrible, but I watched it. It was like very Chewy-centric or something, wasn't it? was it? all his family yeah. on Kashyyyk, which is really interesting that the look of the holiday special Wookiee Village, like the little yeah. house he lives in, very similar to Revenge of the Sith, so they yeah. kept that at least. The, that whole idea of Kashyyyk and 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 where the how the Wookies live in the trees. Well, they live like the Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah, but the design stuff even hasn't changed yeah. all that much. They like expanded on it, which is really odd. And um, Han has to get Chewie home for Life Day, and I think this is what made Harrison turns Ford it into planes, trains, and automobiles. Pretty much, this is what made Harrison Ford start hating Star Wars. I think. Yeah. Um, you had Mark Hamill wearing way too much makeup, and Carrie Fisher was singing, and there was a a, a cartoon by Nelvana Studios that introduced Boba Fett, 
everybody believes it introduced Boba Fett. But there was a parade earlier that year in California that had Vader and a couple other characters, but then the actual movie costume Boba Fett in this parade. And there's shots of the newspapers you can you can find if you look really? at the very first appearance of Boba Fett. That was marching in a parade. Nobody knew who he was. Hmm. And then Kenner started putting their five proof of purchase, get your rocket firing Boba Fett. Which didn't fire a rocket. You know why? <laughs> you press the button and said, <laughs> You know you know why? That he didn't fire the rocket? Because of the original Battlestar Galactica toys. Yeah, some idiot kid choked on a missile. Yeah. And then for like 20 years, you couldn't have a toy with a missile in it. I remember I remember my cousin had the second generation at, right after, and he had the Cylon Raider and the Colonial Viper, and yeah. I really wish I had those now. I had those. Those were wicked cool, and the dudes were like that tall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were awesome. That tall is like an inch. Yeah, um, I had those guys. They were so fucking cool. The ships were really nice, and they kind of went with the Star Wars stuff just enough. Yeah. But if you push the button on the missiles, it would pop out a little bit and stay stuck in the damn ship. Yeah, no, I had the ones that, that fired. Oh, I you had, had the first one. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, those, those were, were some cool. nice designs. The same guy that did um the Battlestar Galactic work, Ron Cobb, he did a lot of Star Wars design stuff. That's why they, they, there's a similar look to both of them. Do you remember the space remember Space 1999? Oh yeah, with the Eagle 1? Yeah, I yeah. had that ship. That was cool. You could take off the front pod thing and the back yeah. engine thing and, and then smack turn them together and little, little and you shuttle had thing. Little, yeah. Now that was awesome. the original Millennium Falcon shared a lot of the same design elements with the outer like tubular triangular structure over it. Um and a and a and and like a cockpit, like the cockpit from the Falcon, but more windowy, just stuck yeah. in the front. And um Somebody designed it subconsciously, I guess, maybe after seeing it yeah. or not even knowing. And um, they were watching TV one night, and they're like, oh, Oops. crap. So they they took that design, turned the cockpit sideways, added some more like panels to the body, made the yeah. engines bigger, and you had your blockade runner <clears throat> as I go through puberty. And then they had to redesign the Millennium Falcon from the ground up. Which is awesome. It's a good design. It really is. It's very simple. It's great. I love it. It is. It continues to be my favorite ship yeah. of all the ships. And as I'm looking around, like, because you have a whole bunch of them, yeah. you know, fl- flying around the room, um, it is It is my favorite. Okay. Yeah, and I'm trying to decide what I like as a second. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe the X-Wing fighter. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of old school that way. I do like that. I do enjoy that. I like the B wing. I like the stuff that that is a little less traditional, like the Arc One Seventy and the gunship. They're all pretty traditional, but like Slave One lands and flies differently. It's not like a take straight off, you know, runway type spaceship. Yeah. Um, but where was I going with this whole thing? I don't know. We had the Wookiee Holiday Special, and that, and then there was the parade, and then. There was a book, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which... Um, I have no recollection what that book was about. I read it. It was about Vader and a crystal, I think. Yeah. And Luke and Leia kind of had a more yeah. relationship. little like Dear Penthouse. I never thought it would happen to me. <laughs> but, but my... My stepsister. This, this dude with tight pants and a lightsaber. Yeah. 
Yep. And he had a sword that glowed. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So, all right, I guess we'll do a break because everything else I'm thinking of right now um, kind of works into Empire. So The best of all six movies. We'll see about that. So It is. So we will. Uh, take Wait, it. you can't say that it's not. I think A New Hope is a more complete, better story. I disagree. Why do you disagree? Empire is all second act. That's, but it it was so much more. There was just more. More it doesn't equal great. better. No, but it was just. I thought that you had added depth to the characters. True. I but mean, there's, it but was there's no, fantastic. There's no ending. Yes, it ends. There is, but there's no. There is. There's no conclusion. I mean, sure, you could have you could have ended Star Wars and not done anything else, right? And it would have been fine. Yeah. You know, great. That would have been it. Yeah. And that would have been fine. Right. Okay. Which was but, the plan if it didn't work. Right. Exactly. So, so that's fine. So, I mean, you can't judge Empire on those, like with those same guidelines, because it's not built to be a standalone movie. It's meant to be a bridge. True. I mean, but I mean, that's, that's the same reason I don't judge Kill Bill as individual movies. You know, it's one thing, it's one arcing story. Yeah. So, anyway, let's. Let's do the break since it's been quite a while. An hour. I have never prayed to you before. I have no tongue for it. No one, not even you, will remember if we were good podcasters or bad. Why we recorded or why we voicemailed. All that matters is Metal Mikey stood against many. That's what's important. Valor pleases you, Crom. So grant me one request. Grant me action attraction. And if you do not listen... That to hell with you. Action Attraction, the action movie review podcast. You can find Action Attraction through MetalMikey.Lipson.com or at www.PennyCult.com or by searching for Action Attraction in iTunes. This is Australia Calling, and we want you to be infected by our oral luster as we examine a liturgy of the most obsessive and unusual cinema available to mere mortals. Shut the fuck up, Ben. What? That's a great promo. That's a load of wank. Oh, okay, fine. How about Cinecultania? So awesome, we knock stuff off the table. That's better. How about we try... Cinecultania, a weekly podcast featuring in-depth discussion on Australian and international cinema. Classic favourites, forgotten gems, total junk. We will dig deep into Australian cinema history for your listening pleasure. Available at cinecultania.blogspot.com or find us on iTunes.
bam, bam, bam. All right. So, all right. Next, in uh, was it the twenty first, May twenty first, nineteen eighty? Um, the Empire struck back. The Empire struck back, and, and holy was, shit, did it was they. awesome. I love the snow speeders. Those are my favorite. The, there was a lot of stuff. Those in, are like in a Empire. lot of new stuff. All of the design stuff was. It, it outdid the first one. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, because they had a ton of money to work with. Yeah, I mean, you had snow troopers, or sorry, uh, cold assault troopers, or blizzard troopers, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> um, and they looked more samurai-ish than even Vader did at times. Yeah. Um, the probot. Well, they and, wore skirts, which is a little. They're not technically skirts. I know Cl- the clone troopers have skirts. those things. I forget what they're called. Um, but the the probe the the imperial probe that was the, very cool the acrid viper probot <laughs> those that, were awesome i i eventually am going to build one and i'm going to put it out in my front yard in the middle of winter and uh make it blow up when somebody comes near it <laughs> but that is one of my favorite robots <laughs> And then you'll offer Homeland Security some tea. Exactly, exactly. And I'll say, must have had a self-destruct. I don't know. So, yeah, the, the probot is one of my favorite things. I, I don't know why. It might be, it might be the, the multiple eyes that it has on it, the lenses or the legs, or the fact that it's like a match mashup. Yeah, like spider kind of. It just looked cool, and it's like this buggy thing that. Plus, it flew. Yeah, and it's like it's coming. It's coming to let them know that you're here. It's like oh shit, and it's it's black, but nobody can find it on an all white planet. Yeah, well, you know, it's a fucked up planet. True, Uh, there was a um, in the novelization, one of the probots or that probot ran into a wampa. And they fought each other. Really? Yeah. But it didn't self-destruct because it, you know, knew that that was not what it was yeah. looking for. So it was interesting. I mean, it starts off um, with a Star Destroyer coming towards the camera. One of the only yeah. times something's actually coming towards the camera was this and uh, Phantom Menace, I believe, were the were the two. Yeah. Maybe Sith. I can't remember the beginning of Sith, but everything else was always away from the camera. So this was a, this was a different. It switched it up. Um, a New Hope definitely was away from the camera, right? And um, Jedi was definitely away from the camera too, over top yeah. both times. Um, <clears throat> and that won't be the first parallel Jedi has to A New Hope, but. Um, Everything was up. There were more rebels. Um, there were there were more better looking ships. Yeah, everything was just designed better. Well, all no, around. it was a sequel. The sequel is always. I don't care what the series is. You're always going to amp it up. The sequel. Yeah, you yeah, know, but you it's got more seen, money. You get to. It you actually know, you seemed can like do a, more stuff, and it made sense. It you was know, a natural getting, progression. Yeah, you're getting deeper into the war effort. You know, yep. they were. You know, in the first movie, they're coming from the outskirts of this thing. They just have one little thing going on, and now they're. I right. mean, they're into it. They are. Right. They are. Well, that was Luke the, wanted adventure, man. He got it. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, you know, a lot of people say the whole Wampa thing with Luke didn't have to happen, but it needed to explain his scars that he got from the car accident. Yeah, exactly. And whatever. You know, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, was or wasn't supposed to be in the story. 
I mean, it works. It, it does. It works. I mean, it's also one of those things that if you wanted to find time to do something else, like introduce another character, mm. um, that would have been one place to do it. Yeah. That wasn't in Jedi. Um, but it, I mean, it was fine. It was still like, it was it, interesting. It and definitely. It sort of, and it also set up as a little, you know, march through the snow and, exactly. and dealing with, uh, you know, he has the visit from, you know, ghost of, Obi-Wan's past. Who's or still okay at this point. Um, but that's the thing. He has to be at his limit to yeah. see this vision, pretty much, which he only assumes is a vision because he doesn't know that Ben can do that yet. Um, so he sees. Well, you would have thought that Ben would have, you know, you know, a few hours earlier it said, Luke, look out. Yeah. Duck. <laughs> now, no. go to the Dagobah system. But no. You think he also could have appeared a little closer? That he's like yelling. Yeah, seriously. But you know that plays off of the whole: is he really there? Is Luke imagining? Because right. that's the first time we'd seen Ghost Ben too. So there's the whole rescue. Han finds him. So Han has now cemented himself as a selfless character yeah. who, who will risk his own life for his friends, um, which. Is still a little different than he was in um, in in A New Hope because he came back and yeah, all he did was fire a couple shots. Yeah, and then he got a medal, but now he's yeah. I mean, he's officer, in. It's been so. it's been it's what's the time in between three years? I think four it was years? three years. Yeah. So well, three. Yeah, it, it was it was a few years. Right. Shall so we he's helping with the effort. He's digging yep. Leia. You know, yeah, yeah. So, but he's but he's friends with Luke. They're actual yeah. like buddies, so that's that's good. And then um, they hear the the probot, and they go out and they they check on it. And Han Han again volunteers to yeah. go out and do it with Chewie. And Chewie's like, "Man, come on, really? It's cold out there. All that snow stuff gets in my fur." And even Chewie looked better. He had a like a, a hairstyle going on in yeah. this one. Uh, gave him a little more personality. It was better when the wind was blowing and everything. Uh, a little more dynamic, dramatic yeah. kind of look to him. Even though he's totally naked except for his uh, <sighs> bandolier. Can we get some leader hosing on the Wookiee? <laughs> yeah, Mark Hamill say that every now and then. Pants on the Wookiee. And um, that's what alerts the Imperials to you know the rebel base it sends off one image of the power generators and then admiral ozzel is an idiot comes out of hyperspace too soon yeah just beat the shit out of the planet and if vader wasn't badass enough this time he's he's shinier his yeah. costume's more refined and he chokes some dude in another ship yeah or his own ship. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. He, he did it from him. fucking television. He cho- like 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 Willy Wonka. Exactly. <laughs> he chokes a dude on television. Yep. That's fucked up. How many times have you wanted to do My that? My God. That's so, like badass. That is. That's like that's remote control. You know, there's yep. there's there's channel, there's volume, there's choke, choke that bitch. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is also this is also the first time you realize that Vader Aside from the breathing, I mean, you always knew that there was something organic inside his body. Oh, yeah. But you realize he's actually... A dude. Yeah, and he is beat to shit. 
he's like critically injured. In well, it's suit. all that stuff. I mean, I don't even remember when you heard about, and this is what was so great about it, because you heard stuff about Vader. How did he get that way? Yep. Because they never they never really said any, nope. never gave you any history about it in the movies, yet you all knew that he, during the Clone Wars, you know, got fucked up in a lava in a lava planet. Yeah. Well, I always heard vo- they fought in a volcano. Yeah. So, so and that's just a lava like, planet's pretty damn yeah, close. Yeah. So it's so. it's just kind of I mean that's the thing you always heard and it's just yeah. and that's what was so great about when the prequels come out because it's like, "Oh my god, we're going to get to see this." Yeah. We're going to get to see this. We're going to see Vader become Vader. Yep. And then yep. it pissed me off. Well, whatever. That's not the point. So <laughs> It's not the point that you were pissed off. So then um, they're attacked by gigantic robotic camels. Yeah. Which are, again, the most very cool, badass. The coolest thing that I've seen in movies. The, it's, the, it's the best land vehicle ever. Yeah. Granted, they fall over easy. They move slower than Davy and Goliath. Yeah. But if you see those things coming over the horizon, just get the fuck out of town. Yeah. They're like zombies. They don't move very fast, but they're dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only way to stop them from coming at you is to trip them. Right. So, and then shoot them in the head. Yeah. Because that exactly. one, that one had that head blow up. So that was that was that was that's a favorite. Of course, the snow speeders, the tiny little things fighting the gigantic. And that's symbolic of the whole fight against the empire. Is the one tiny two two dudes fighting the unstoppable yeah. machine. Um. And that's how the empire is like the Nazi regime is bigger is better. Bigger is equals more powerful, more fearsome, unstoppable until you fire a tow cable around its legs. And you trip Hitler down a flight of stairs. Exactly. Yeah. Or you just send Eli Roth into the room. Yeah. But they, they lose. They, they yeah. 100% totally <laughs> lose their their power generators blown up their shields are down and vader just in probably the best cape moments i have ever seen oh yeah vader goes through that rebel base and it's great because he's he's this black badass with his huge cape flown behind him against all white yeah i'm not vader doesn't have a whole lot of moments where his cape is like adds to him yeah but coming through the base with those snow troopers was like he wants blood. He needs to get his hands on Luke because he nah, maybe might sort of know who it was. That was the rumors that through the rebels celebrating, they learn the Empire learns names. He knows Han Solo. He knows the Millennium Falcon. Obviously, he well, saw yeah. it. So, um, and that's what Vader wants to do at that point is he wants to get the Falcon. Do you think at that point he knows who Skywalker is? Oh, he does. But getting the Falcon was the ulterior motive because Vader and the Emperor and Yoda are the only three alive, really, that are in the movie that understand what could happen through the use of the Force. So Luke goes to Dagobah, and we'll we'll get to this in a second. Han, with his busted-ass hyperdrive and his piece-of-junk ship, has to go not an Empire... It's not his fault. How it's his ship? He hasn't had time to fix it, man. He's out doing well, shit. Well, that's because Chewie took that thing. Why are you doing this to me now? This goes there. That goes there. What is Chewie doing? 
I don't know, man. He's just a puppy. He just took the batteries out, and he's, like, chewing on cables and shit. It's just a dog. <laughs> Jesus, he has no fucking pants on. I'm sure he had a list of shit he was supposed to do, all right? Oh, it's in my pants. Oh, fuck, I don't get any pants. Worst, I get a fucking satchel. Worst I look like a big fucking ever. hippie college student. That's it. Chewie's the original hipster. Exactly. <laughs> so... So Han thinks it's going to be a good idea to go see his buddy Lando. This is after the whole asteroid chase, which, which is awesome. It is, it is. But that is that's his like his bigger, better, badder sequel. Yeah. That's him running around the corner at a whole bunch of stormtroopers. Yep. He's just yep. like, oh wait a minute, that's going to fuck us up. Let's go over there. Yep. Don't don't forget to this entire time it, they're they're fleshing out Vader's character and motivation oh, yeah. for the whole thing because he takes his star destroyer. Into an asteroid field. And what's his reasoning? Asteroids do not concern me. Right. I want that ship. Really? What are you, four years old, Vader? Come on. I want it. I want it. I want it. Even though the odds of them surviving are 4,721 <laughs> to 1. The, the great thing, though, is it gave some of those Stormtrooper dudes some target practice. So they got to shoot some shit out of the way. Yeah. Of course, those guys didn't last long. Something that always bugged me from A New Hope was Vader says, I know a few maneuvers, we'll lose them. And Han's big maneuver is to fly straight. This time, he goes straight at the Star Destroyer, corkscrews 90 degrees straight down and causes the two Star Destroyers to collide. That's cool. That was that, that paid off. That makes the straight maneuver, which is worse than, I know, I'll spin. That's a good trick. Straight is a worse trick than spinning. Granted, the dialogue suffered a little on the Phantom Menace side, but it was it was fluid. It was it was dynamic. It was dramatic, and it was just thrilling to watch the whole thing with Tie Fighters flying through. And you're introduced. They show Tie Bombers, and then they introduce the the other life form, the Slug and the Minox. And Han knows what Minox are but doesn't quite realize where he is or he does, but he doesn't say anything. Well, he does, like, once he realizes, oh, shit. Yeah, some... Let's some, get the fuck out of here. Bank Chewy hard. Some badass space pirate he is. <laughs> I mean, come on, you fly into a cave and there's stuff living in it and the ground's all mushy? That's when he said, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but he didn't realize it at first. Well, the- it was nice to see the Money Falcon has headlights. I like well, that. yeah, that was kind of nice. He got his inspection sticker. He so. knows he's good. So Luke goes to Dagobah, and Yoda, right. Yoda and then he has to join a fucking gym. <laughs> Yoda wanted to see the rest of the planet. Yeah. He's got tiny little legs. Yoda plays the whole "I'm going to test you" thing, right? Which is what the the second you know mentor always kind of does. Oh well, yeah, he's just gonna... tricky. Are you worthy? That whole thing, right? Because Ben's a douche. And Yoda can't trust shit that comes well, out of his always, mouth. Yeah, there's always the mentor thing. So, so Yoda's the mentor for this particular Right. So Yoda basically leg. tests him to see if, if he will pass. Is he calm enough to do it? Is he centered? He's but, not. No, not at all. But what choice do they have? Ben, ben, you know, made his choice. Yeah. And not to quote a certain knight from, you know, what is it? Last Crusade. But Ben chose poorly. Yes, he Initially, did. Initially, he did. Um, which leads to Luke bitching a fit that he can't get his X-Wing out of the swamp, and then he faces off against an apparition of Darth Vader. 
I got to tell you, when I saw that, there I am, what, 11 years old? Yeah. Um, and I see that, and I see him, like, see Veda in the fucking forest. Yeah. I'm just, I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was scary. It's Everybody's just like, like, what the hell is he it's doing It's that dude, there? man. How the fuck did he get there? Yeah. Oh, cool. Luke beat him. Fuck, that's Luke's face. Yeah. Oh, shit. This is like some sort of mad green midget mind fuck. And when I, when I was eight years old, I only vaguely understood what that meant. Oh, yeah. So, but now, I mean, it's quite clear. Oh, yeah. uh, you don't Luke, take anything in there that, yeah. you know. You, Luke says, we have what's in there, only what you bring only with what you. what bring with you. And, Bitch, just speak English. And it's not his weapons. It was because I, he puts his, his gun belt on with his lightsaber on it. It's like, oh, well, he's going to have to shoot something if he goes in there because he <sighs> took his gun. No, it's all mental because that's what the force is. It's all about you it's about you and your control yeah and if you notice when he goes down under the tree into the cave it's very structured it almost looks like bespin the way some of the the angles of the corridor are within in the corridor where luke gets thrown out the window there's uh very subtle design elements that you can see like he's seeing the future but always in motion yeah yeah yeah. that's the fucking jedi's out well the jedi are just arrogant douchebags yoda says it in episode two we're we're arrogant have we become blah 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 and then uh, obi-wan says shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) nah man we're cool give me some toast i'm getting the bitches (laughs) um so, but but it, but the whole thing is, is is a warning that if Luke can't control his anger and can't get the anger out of his heart, he will become Vader. Right? Not figuratively, but you know, not literally, but figuratively. <laughs> Fucked up those words. <laughs> um, and then at that point, we switch back to my favorite part of the movie: the bounty hunter scene. Now. Everything's good up to this point. It's really good up to this point, but it's still just those two parts of the universe. Yeah. And that's what was great about the cantina was there's this whole other, you know, you got two Duras over right. here, you got this guy over here, you got Muff Tech and Cabe and Hammerheads and all these guys. The bounty hunters represented an entirely new element to to the whole thing. Like you got stormtroopers and that's your, yeah. that's your military. They're deadly, but these the you got Boba Fett who is these are just working men. He's he's the man with no name. Yeah, he's he's Clint Eastwood. He's even got the 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 cape that doubles as a as a poncho, and it's striped almost the same way too. <laughs> and you, you know you have this bug eyed tan looking alien. You have this bug eyed looking robot and Dengar Bosky Bosk. But hey, what's up, man? Bosky Bosk. Bosk was great. He's the first one you're introduced to. Yeah. And it and it's nice because later on you see that the Imperials are just so arrogant. He feels like he can talk about this basically flesh eating lizard man right in front of him. Well, what are they going to do? I mean, they're there for a job. Well, Vader could say, "I don't need him. He's just a pit boss. I got more of those guys <laughs> right over there." Um, so they hire them, and it's kind of nice. If you were to watch them in order, if you were to watch them from one through six, you would see that Boba picked up some some tricks from his father from clones about hiding and how to track ships and stuff like that. Because the the Falcon hides on the side of the Star Destroyer, which was brilliant. Yeah. Although no dude looks out the window. 
Um, <laughs> can you imagine that? I'm just going to go over to my tiny little, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> what the fuck, man? When did they build this? Oh, God. I paid extra for a window. Motherfuckers. <laughs> I got to go see. Um, but it was nice with when, when it's on the side of the Star Destroyer, it's a weird angle. It's like their tilted yeah. point of view kind of, and you're kind of disoriented and they dump their trash, which is apparently pieces of spaceships, I guess. Um, I would have liked to have seen uh, a scene with all the other bounty hunter ships leaving and going in whatever direction they thought they should go in. But slave ones in with the trash. And that was that. I mean, Fett looks really interesting, more interesting than the other ones, you know, in hindsight, I guess. But he's the only one that knew Han. Right. Because he kind of knows Lando and he knows. I think I think that that maybe we'll, in the live action series, we'll see that that Fett knows. More How does about Fett Han. know Lando? There's stories here and there. Mm. And, you know, it's yeah, expanded. We don't know stuff. that. No, we don't. All we but, know is just like, oh, one guy figured out what Han was doing. Yeah, but so you know in a way that that he knows more about Han than he should. So the Falcon has no hyperdrive. Fett, I guess, must wait long enough to be able to figure out where he's headed because he has to go in, you know, under normal engine power. And then Fett can just drop back. He he ghosted the ship. Basically, it would look like a, a duplicate radar signature is what... I read somewhere ghosting is like a real thing. Um, so Fett says they're going over here. They land there before them. That's why, you know, they're fired upon by the Cloud City right. dudes and they're forced to land over here because, you know, the other side of the city, there's Imperial shuttles and bounty hunter spaceships waiting for him. And then we're introduced to Lando, the smoothest smoothest motherfucker I thought in the I liked Lando a lot I like Lando I too him. he's a dick I liked Cloud City I thought that was really cool it was a very nice idea I felt yeah. bad for C-3PO getting capped yeah but it was I mean I don't know it was one it just sort of I was engaged the whole time yeah uh when I was growing up the Yoda stuff didn't grab me as much as it does well, now well the Yoda stuff was a little slower and I think that watching it now knowing what we do about Luke, knowing what we do yeah. about Yoda, knowing what we do about Anakin right. and Vader, you're able to look at that time on Dagobah and, you know, you're a little bit more informed. Right, right. You know, it's like, I mean, we've said this before, that watching watching the trilogy, watching the whole series now, all six movies, yep. um, will never will will never kids picking this up now will never have the same sense of wonder that we had watching the watching it in what is the true order mm. because you're never going to get the revelation about Vader I mean cuz right. you know who Vader is you know where he came from okay right. I mean right. seriously Vader knowing what we know about Vader and where he comes from yeah I'm sorry. I watch New Hope now, and he's not much of a, he's not as much of a badass to me. I don't think he's, he's just like a grumpy be. dickhead. No, he's just he's just melancholy, and he's trying. He's taking it out on everybody around yeah, him. Yeah, and it's so it's just like you know what? I liked my Vader when he was one dimensional, 
badass. See, but that, that to me, that doesn't make a good bad guy. Now he has motivation for it. But the thing is, though, what I mean, what's his motivation really? Like, like his speculation, all oh, that you know, Vader's always just waiting for a moment to usurp the. The, the emperor and get him back. Oh, no. Because he at didn't all. buy the whole you killed Padme shit. Not at you know? all. He was promised something. He was promised the ability to stop people from dying. The emperor or Palpatine, however you want to say it, Sidious promised him not saying, I will teach you how to prevent this from happening, but he alluded to the fact and Vader bought into, um, I can stop the dream I have from coming true. And then it it turns around and you find out that he actually was the catalyst for her death. Yeah. And that would tear anyone apart. And now because of the decision he made, he's trapped in this suit that's restrictive. The breathing is a constant reminder. You know, the, the, the robotic parts are, are, always there as a reminder but you know what though that ends up making him that ends up making him a little bit almost almost sympathetic he should be you should be able to identify with some part of the bad guy to make him you know accessible and that makes him more believable i don't know which in turn makes him more of a threat i don't know the the you didn't get that with the joker you didn't know where the fuck the Joker was coming from. No, he but was Vader's, not, Vader's not insane. The Joker's insane. It's a different level of bad guy. Yeah, but you know it's, what, it's, though? It's, it's I like, like the notion that Vader's just a badass because he's a badass. But it's like it's like comparing Michael Myers to, to you know, Newt Gunray. They're both bad guys. Newt Gunray is just a stupid bureaucratic he was, he was opportunist. A but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. There's there's different levels of bad guys. Yeah, and Newt Gunray is like, you know, gamble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But that's but that's the thing. He's an also ran. Yeah. But the, the, Lucas has said, and I know you disagree with this, so you don't have to say. Lucas has said the story is about the the fall and redemption of Anakin Skywalker. So he falls, and then you feel bad for him. I mean, so he said in the past that the stories were done in the order they are because of what was available to him at the time for for special effects. Right. In fact, that's fine. I get that. I just think so, it's – I see, like, the first, the first, like, the prequels, episodes one through three, that sort of – that rise and well, that fall of Anakin is is clear. Oh yeah. Okay, it's clear that it is Anakin's story. Right. Okay, and I think it's it's difficult to say that it is as clear in episodes four through six. Not if you not if you just watched four through six, but if you say you watch them in order. Which is the order? Apparently, Lucas says you should watch them. Yeah, whatever. But that, that's, but that changes it completely. But that's the way he wants the story told. So we'll just go with that for a second. I'm going to show my girls the surprise order. You know, yeah, this supposed, but yeah, but if you see it, and then you you watch Anakin, you know, but from pod racer, happy kid, freed slave, general in the clone army to Sith. Abusive boyfriend. Pretty much, yeah. A husband. Um, to um, a dude that throws himself totally into his job. 
who unknowingly almost killed his own daughter. Right? And then you see how he treats his son, who he knows is his son, in Empire, because the Emperor wants him to. And it's it's tragic. It's incredibly heartbreaking to see him, you know, cut his own son's hand off to convince him to come over to his side. You know what it is? I think it's there's there's something missing between three and four. Hmm. Okay. Well, that yeah. shows him about a hundred episodes. Well, of the yeah, TV series. yeah, yeah, but 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 not even that because you you never get to see you never get to see him. As you, you don't get I, to see enough of him as Vader. You know, true, it's like twenty true. years goes by, and it's like, like if you were to watch these, if there was, you know, one DVD you put in, yeah. and you got to watch all six episodes, okay, right. there would have to be at the very least a little title card in between three and four that said, oh, yeah. you know, twenty years later, right, right, you know, where you see that, okay, Anakin has become this badass. Okay, yeah. but there's just and, and because of what we know of Vader, and I'm sorry, I can't turn my mind back to to say that Phantom Menace is the first movie. Well, okay? it is too bad. I, mean, I know, really, I know. Have to just, but but I mean, I'm we, just hardwired now. Thirty years of this, yeah. it's it's not. I see what you're saying. Okay, never mind. You know, I take back my my yelling. Right, but it, I mean, thirty. <laughs> it, it it's not. It's stuff right. that you know what it is. That's. The prequels for me should have been stuff that like filled in all the little blanks. Well, okay, it, did. it yeah, it it did, but it also changed a few things. Right. All right, and I got to tell you, like of the of the the prequels, my favorite stuff was in Sith, like little things yeah. when Obi Wan grabs like Anakin's lightsaber and walks away on Mustafar. Yeah, little things like that. Yeah. I liked when um, when Obi Wan dropped down and said hello there to Grievous, because the first thing he says to R two is hello there. Okay. So it's a nice, you know, that's like his first line of dialogue. So it it established it as something that he says. You know, it's not just a you know one time yeah. thing. I think that they're getting a little bit too gratuitous now with dropping in the whole. I've got a bad feeling about this. It's like, okay, we get it. It's an iconic line. True. It doesn't need to be in every third episode of the Clone Wars. I see. I don't hear it as often. Maybe I guess as you do. I don't know. I I haven't been listening for it. What I do listen for are lines that echo other lines, like in the um, the episode with uh, Tract. I think his name was the Tarantula dude. There was a line that was almost word for word from A New Hope. Yeah, which was which was I don't remember what it is now, but um. So back on point. <laughs> Because we don't want this segment to run an hour. Um, Vader uses Han to get Luke to come to him. Yeah. Um, so that shows Vader knows how the Force works. He understands what can be done through it. And that's why he's having the bounty hunters hunt the Falcon. Because it would be easier to find you know, the smuggler that, that yeah. can't hide in the Force than, than Luke. Now... I kind of always wondered, like, why didn't they just find Ben? I mean, it's a pretty obvious hiding place. Anakin maybe could have, I don't know, looked there 
he used to live there. Yeah. Um, but I think it plays into the rule of two with the Sith that, you know, the books expand on. Uh, Master and Apprentice. In Phantom Menace, they discuss that. Yeah. So maybe that's why they let Yoda live. They let him take off. They let him hide. They let Ben hide because there's two of them. And there's two Sith. Anakin balanced the Force. No, I think if they knew where Yoda was, I think they would have gone after him to finish him off. You think they would have bothered? I think they would have, yeah. But the, the, the rule of two for the Sith is pretty much law. No, because and, I think that there's like a master and apprentice, and if there's one master and the apprentice is subservient, I mean, the whole notion of the Sith is like you cannot trust those fuckers. Right. Their whole existence is based on, you know, becoming top dog. Right. So if there's only one not top dog, then the top dog has got a better chance to survive. But even the Emperor says, you know, fulfill your destiny. They They all discuss bringing balance to the Force, and... The Jedi got so big, I think, that the equilibrium of the Force and the people that were drawing on it was, you know, it was unbalanced. Yeah, but you know what, though? When you think about it, what what does that even mean? What does bring balance back to the Force? What what does that even mean? I mean, really. Right, they never really explained they never They never explained what, 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 what imbalance meant. Or how it was presenting itself, or what it was doing. I have I have a theory that I have formulated over time. And creating balance in the Force really just meant limiting the Jedi's power. Well, yeah. You want you want to hear my whole my whole idea that I know I've told you, but now we'll tell everybody else. Um, a lot of people complained. Oh, the Jedi should have been able to stop the clones from killing them. They should have expected it. They should have known it was coming. Um, Yoda was pretty much the only one that knew. That could tell Obi Wan surviving the attack from the ATT. Total luck, absolutely. If if the Boga hadn't fallen off the wall, then you, whatever. So you have what thousands, ten thousand Jedi, we'll say, spread throughout the galaxy, all drawing on the living force, or the force, or whatever you want to call it, and you have two Sith drawing on the opposite side of it. So the more people you have, and I, I've, I've called it the punch bowl theory, like if you have a Sith punch bowl yeah. and a Jedi punch bowl and you spike both of them with an equal amount of liquor, the two Sith are going to get drunk with power. Right. Real quick. Yeah, you've got the same amount of something being spread among right. more people. Right. So that's why I think the Jedi lost contact with the Force as much as they did, and they could not anticipate the attack from coming. But Yoda is so old and so connected to it that he was the only one at the last possible second knew it was coming and he was the only one that felt it he cut those across the galaxy. Off. And on the other hand, Ben didn't realize what had happened to the other Jedi at all. He had yeah. to see it in the archive tapes. Right. But when Alderaan's destroyed, almost knocks him down. Yeah. Because there aren't as many Jedi to draw on the Force, so it's a harder hit. That's why I think the Force had to be balanced because it just has to be. Everything, normally things in nature like to like to live in a state of equilibrium. You can't have, you know. Pepsi without Coke. Exactly. Right. Douche without bag. Right. Um, but that's what I, that's how I see balance to the, to the Force. There's a dude that writes for StarWars.com that like gave some explanation that I can't even remember, but it didn't even make sense to me. 
mine makes sense to me because it's my idea. <laughs> so, um, and the emperor is seen as a woman with monkey eyes superimposed, and there's a little discussion about you know, uh, you know, bring him over to the dark side, that kind of thing. Which, well, I mean, ultimately, wasn't it Vader who suggests if he could be turned? Yeah. And I He's think like, that's my boy. But that's the first step in in what I call the wussification of Vader. Yeah, because, because that he, wasn't was that in the original? Oh yeah, yeah. He said if he could be turned, he could be a yeah, powerful so. ally. Um, Vader maybe doesn't know about the rule of two, but he must. Well, you know. Come on, he's a Sith for like 20-some-odd years. You'd think I'm, that it would okay, like I was show itself on a memo or but. they have like a Cinco de Mayo or <laughs> there can be only two. It could be a duo. You know, it's like happy hour. You get, you know, there yeah. can be only two wings for a buck or something <laughs> like that, the Sith bar. You know, you'd think that they'd yeah. be, you know. But it's it's expected of the apprentice to try to kill the master. So that's most likely, I would assume, why the emperor would allow. Because the emperor, um, and I'm I'm going to keep going back to the books that I've read. The emperor is kind of disappointed with Vader. He's not what he expected him to be, and that's why he wants Luke. He figures Luke will be able to kill Vader and take his place. Yeah, but you know what though? Like, I didn't read any of the books. Okay, I may have like read the novelizations, but I consider those like secondary to the movie. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So that's, that's why I'm. I don't. You know, if I'm that's saying. if that's any of the, you know, like I would have loved to know the relationship or see the working relationship between Vader and the Emperor. Oh yeah. I mean that's why the the the, the robot chicken shit is so <laughs> funny. That's because true. it's like. You see that, and it, yeah, I mean, it's done for comic purposes, but it makes you think about, right. okay, you know what? I put this guy in a suit, told him that he killed his wife. Um, he's all yeah. pissed off. Um, you know, what's their day to day like? Yeah. You know? That's probably why he's just out gallivanting around the universe because he doesn't want to be anywhere near him, but he has no choice but to work for no, him. But it sounds, no, but it sounds like, like Vader's just like, okay, go and, you know, sit around the Death Star and, you know, keep yeah. them bitches in line. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, that was brought up in one of the books is that, that the Emperor wants Luke because Vader's not complete. Um, the less yeah, the less physical, physical, like organic you have, the less connection you have to the Force. Yeah, so the Emperor thinks that he can get Luke to... Who's only at, you know, before that, not even missing a hand. He's right. total 100% organic. So I, oh, he's a real boy. Exactly. That's why Vader can't do the lightning stuff. Yeah. Because, well, he could do it out of the one arm, but not the robot arm. And now he's like more machine than man. So do we see, go. we don't see Vader do lightning. Never, never. He wouldn't be able to. Yeah. And apparently good Jedi aren't supposed to be able to, but there was a game where Plo Koon could do it as just like a power-up kind of thing. But he was, you know, even keeled enough that he could handle the Sith power. I don't understand, but it's a game, and it was a crappy game. I never... Plo Koon's got that deep, like, you know, freaking... Hey, Plo Koon was was really cool before they gave him Batman's voice. (laughs) So Vader beats the shit out of his own son. And this, upon second watching, it's really, really sad that he would do that. What father could do that? 
Because somebody else told him to. Yeah, but the thing is, though, he didn't raise him as a son. He's a son. I mean, like... True. And you're not even sure after the reveal that he is telling the truth. Yeah, exactly. You don't know that it's... You don't know that it's the truth until Obi-Wan is just like, well... Because Vader is, you know, he does kind of represent the devil in a way. So you know that he's going to be... He's going to tell him whatever. He's just like, dude, Yeah. on. Yeah. The Emperor has foreseen so, this. Yeah. So they torture Han. They freeze him in carbonite. And Fett gets the sweetest deal ever. He gets paid by the Empire for finding Han and luring Luke in. And then he takes frozen Han and gets paid again. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. That's entrepreneurship right there. Um, and Leia shows her first sign of connection real connection to luke right um yoda has the line of no there is another and then it's you know leia which is awesome which is like the greatest line and for me it was one of the most like awesome lines because i'm just like oh my god who is this other we're gonna meet somebody new somebody who's cool somebody who's badass somebody who has force powers we're gonna meet somebody new this is gonna be great and then we get to Jedi. Yeah. Oh, this is this is the movie where Ben comes becomes the total fucking douchebag. No, he becomes a douchebag in Jedi. Was it Jedi? Yeah, they have the conversation. Yeah, because oh, it's like, right, why didn't right, you right. tell me? And yeah. she's like, well, you know, when he became yeah. Vader, he killed the man who was Anakin. It's like, oh, come even on, I knew that man. was crap. All right, so it's like, um. Let's see. What other cool stuff came out of Empire that like wasn't directly the movie? I mean, the, the action figures shot through the roof. The toys. Oh and, yeah. And, and, I mean, by then stuff. it was just there was that Atari twenty six hundred game. Yeah, that was fun. I I have two copies of that still. You still have an Atari twenty six hundred? No, of the game. <laughs> oh, good. They were a quarter. So you just hold it up to the light. Exactly. Well, it's about as exciting as playing the game. You just do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Pium, 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 pium. Up there goes one of them. Uh, so there were a couple books released, I think, that, that kind of centered around Han and Lando's stuff. And Lando was an interesting character, I thought. He starts off, betrays them, hand, oh, yeah. you know, handily betrays them. But... He really doesn't have much of a choice. I mean, there's stormtroopers everywhere. Right. So, yeah, I mean, he has no choice. What's he going to do? Say no? Then shoot him. Make him wear clown shoes. Exactly. Exactly. This deal is quite fair. Quite good. I'm, I'm glad to be, to be a part of it. <laughs> so, you got to see the robot chicken. It's so he, he shows a little bit of compassion and stuff, but he does, you know, manage to get Chewie and 3PO yeah, he, out he, and. They are just wearing Han's clothes, which was I thought that was weird too. I'm like, is there a dress code for the Millennium Millennium Falcon? Falcon, Yeah, exactly. You have to dress like a fucking valet. Because then you think about it, in the next one, he's he's nine numb next to him's wearing a vest. Yeah, what is this hipster douchebag Millennium Falcon shit? Well, the Millennium Falcon has a dress code. You know, (laughs) no shirt, no shoes. You don't get to shoot at shit. Exactly, huh? All right, so then, then we're left with the giant cliffhanger of, um, you know. Yes, Will, and when we talk about Jedi, I'm going to tell you stuff that you could have cut so you could have inserted a better choice for 
the other other than his freaking sister. <laughs> I told you we're not going there. Just a little bit. All right. But this gives you the tease. Ewoks. This gives you the tease of Jabba the Hutt and um, a final showdown with the Emperor yeah. and a whole bunch of stuff. So uh, we'll do a break and we'll be right back. Tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant blissful state of agreement. I mean, the main the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstro Crumpunter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. Just really, it's isn't. not visually striking. No, I just just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this is on. You can find us at chinstrokerversuspenter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could f- any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. He oh. wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who would keep a secret.
Right, so that's more cantina music. That's the second cantina song. We're back. And uh, okay, so now, all right. Um, this was initially titled "Revenge of the Jedi." I know, and if you have one of those posters, you can send it to me. Yeah, because they're. I don't think they were. I'd like to pay off my mortgage. Um, they are worth quite a bit of money. They definitely are. Because there's only a handful of them around. Yeah. Um, Lucas decided the Jedi don't take revenge. It was also the same time as Wrath of Khan was coming out. It was called the Revenge of Khan. There was a whole bunch of things that just didn't. Blah, 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 blah. Return is better. So there we have Return of the Jedi, which actually makes sense because, spoiler, at the end of the movie, Leia realizes who she is. Luke is a full fledged Jedi Knight. And but he doesn't go through the trials. What are the trials? I don't know, but doesn't he supposed to wear like a super gay ponytail? And no, see that was the thing. Yoda, I think, kind of did what Bruce Lee did with um, with karate, kung fu, with that whole thing, and took the essence of it and streamlined the whole process. Uh, yeah. So I think him facing his father was the final test. Well, yeah. But they just didn't call it the trials. So the but Jedi they, but have there's no written test. Well. We didn't see what he did inside the spaceship, inside his X-Wing. So uh, the Jedi have returned at the end of this because Luke stands up to the Emperor, but we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Uh, Jabba's Palace. Very cool. Jabba's Palace is probably my favorite scene. In, uh, scene. Really? My, it's, it's, my, it's my favorite segment of the whole movie. Really? Absolutely. There's just so much to look at. And almost every time I watch it, I see something new in one of the scenes. Huh. Even through to the sail barge. All the way through to the to the Falcon and the X-Wing taking off from yeah. Tatooine. I mean, I like it. It's cool. It it, it It's straight action, pretty much. Yeah. Once uh, Luke I mean, shows I'm, up. I'm, it's just, you know what? Jedi always leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Well, <laughs> I should stop blowing Jedi. So. Exactly. Um. Uh, oh, boy. Oh. But I mean, like, there's there's so many characters from other movies. Well, not so many, but there's a few characters from other movies in Jabba's palace. Dengar's there, hanging out. Yeah, probably saying, "Hey, what are you doing? You want to go?" Yeah, hey, you do. Go I was at the mall, and Bosk is uh, is hanging around in there, um, getting I, ready to Bosk somebody. I remember um, on the on the box for the Millennium Falcon, it had a picture of a Nikto and. Bosk and Boba Fett it clearly standing in Jabba's palace. And I had never seen him. In the theater, you know, you couldn't. Home video, it was too grainy yeah. to, you know. But on DVD, you can, or I should say on the high-def versions that were on Cinemax or Spike TV, you can go like frame by frame and find yeah. him. And he's there. Not that anybody gives a crap. But um, Jabba, his Jabba's voice was 90% of that character. Yeah. Yeah, that, it was that good. Was, it was that perfect. That was really, really good. Um, the whole thing. The did whole, Lucas direct that? No. Who did? Um, well, Kirshner did the Kirshner did Empire. One. Oh, what's his name? I don't know. Crap. We'll keep talking. I'll IMDb it. So, <laughs> that's pathetic. I'm getting tired. I, I worked like a 13-hour day today, so pretty tired. Um, holy crap! Pretty soon I'll be have been up for twenty four hours. I'm gonna stop complaining and say that um, 
there were a lot more races, a lot more alien races. Straight off the bat, you had Gamorrean guards and Bib Fortuna. Yeah. So your first Twi'lek was the ugly ass, red eyed, fang tooth Bib Fortuna. <sighs> and he's uh, Jabba's major domo, which I never knew what that, and I'd never heard of that before I read the novelization. Um, but it's like his, his, it's his number two. It's his dude. Um, and. It was a far Richard Mark Mark one. Okay, jeez, blanked on that. So I guess we just have to stop doing the show right now. Yeah. So, so, so the plan that was put in place by by Luke and Leia, which is um, kind of a little bit outlined in Shadow of the Empire, like where Leia gets the bounty hunter gear and all that stuff. It's a far ranging plan because Lando had to infiltrate the palace and become a skiff guard. Basically, a palace guard slash skiff yeah. guard, um, a casual hanger on. Yeah, Chewie gets gets brought in by Leia. Three um, PO and R two are shown, and I think that was the big mistake. I'm looking at the trailer right now. Oh, okay. Uh, the big mistake maybe was was uh, the three PO and R two thing, and <laughs> really, yeah. is that what we're gonna do now? Sorry. Um, and then right after 3PO and R2 show up with a plea from Luke, Leia shows up with Chewie. It's like, come on, really? Yeah, like, you're not getting this? Any idiot could have seen that happening. So Leia thaws out Han, and I, I'll tell you, I've never been so pissed off to see a character I like. Why? Because that was a cool-ass bounty hunter, and it should have been a cool-ass character underneath. Not Leia. I don't know that I really like that scene because I think that Han Solo is really, really funny. He is, you know, the whole thing about delusions of grandeur and (laughs) who can barely take care of himself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, and the banter between them when they're finally together, how are we doing? Same as always. Oh, that bad, huh? Yeah. You know, it was, it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a lot of fun. And that, that actually, the last time they were able to talk was, uh, on Hoth. That was the last time they'd seen each other. Yeah, that's true. So there was a a, a good friendship formed yeah. between a New Hope and Empire, which is which is nice. Um, everybody dies. Good guys get away. There's a deleted sandstorm scene. Chewie got shot in the leg. You can actually see a shot. Um, I think when Fett goes up to to fire off his magnetic grappling hook. Thing. Yeah. Uh, Chewie's holding his leg like he gets shot there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they released action figures of um, deleted scene figures of Chewie with his leg bandaged up, Luke with a with a with a protective thing over his head and like all wind whipped and everything. And that's a scene I'd like to see. Um, maybe like as a branching like Blu-ray type of thing, put the deleted scenes in just to see. But like the Jabba scene in an, in the special edition of A New Hope totally unneeded because you have the Greedo stuff that outlines all of it. Right, exactly. It's really nice to see, you know, yeah, how but the scene would have gone. Yeah. But, and I'm not such a fanboy that I think you need to insert Boba Fett in there because I don't think he would bother to go there. So whatever. Anyway. Initially, we find out there's another Death Star. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of people have a huge issue with a second Death Star. Well, why not a second Death Star? You have a really good design. You just refine it. Yeah. 
maybe maybe put a door over that port. Exactly. Exactly. Well, they do change it, and it is a lot harder to get to. Yeah. But it's still under construction, so it's kind of easier yeah. to get to. But the question, that did you ever get into conversations with people about, well, why did it take, you know, didn't it take 20 years to build the second well, one? Well, because they already knew how to do it. I figured they were building both of them at the same time. You don't build just one ultimate Probably, weapon. yeah. There were two atomic bombs. Yeah. Right? You just build the second one bigger. It's yeah, it was a probably the second. And it was probably, was it bigger? It was, it was supposed to be bigger, yeah. Uh, they never actually said, but it, it's supposed to be. Um, so Luke goes and talks to Yoda. Yoda says, I'm done with you, kid. You don't listen. You're yeah. a jerk. There's a snake in your engine. Let's get out of here. And then he disappears. Very sad. And then Ben shows up. <sighs> Let's talk about Ben's revisionist history. It's page 56 on the script. <laughs> what? It shows up on page 56 in the script. It I does. believe. I believe. If I don't know why that's in my head. Okay, I but thought I, you were just making that I up. I wrote that somewhere, and it's because I went and I like found the script, and I read the script because I wanted to get the words down uh, exactly the way Obi-Wan said it because I had to make a point to someone. Okay. Um, that's how I spent my time at Raytheon. So, <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. Luke asks him, why didn't you tell me you knew Vader was Why didn't you tell that? me? Well, you know. Yeah. And I just, I just, I thought it was weak. I thought it was, I just thought it was lazy. I just didn't really? think it was a good explanation. Oh, it's at not all. supposed to be a good explanation. Ben's manipulative. He yeah, wanted, but he it, needed to get Luke to do what he wanted to do. So, but so I, I would have been, I would have been okay with all that if, if the other. Now the thing is though, when the movie, you know, the movie's coming out, maybe a couple weeks before the movie came out, maybe not even a couple weeks, um, the comic book of the movie came out. Oh yeah, so. I got the comic books. Okay. Because, I mean, like. That's what you did. That's what you did. Yeah. I still have them, too. I have a couple up there. I have. It was a four-issue four series. I I have them at home. They're, are they worth money, you think, probably? Uh, it depends on the condition. They're in great condition. They're in bags. Oh, Anyway. Anyway, so if anybody wants to make me an offer, just <laughs> are you serious podcast at gmail.com. There it is. Um. Just in the subject line, say, I want to give Frank money. <laughs> yeah, we'll never see that email. No, we won't. So anyway, um, and so I'm looking at this, and it comes to the part of who the other one is. And it's just like, really? Yeah, I, just went, I just went with, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like, I went with, no, come on, give us somebody else. I remember thinking, what, they couldn't find another actress? Like, great opportunity to, like, inject a little bit of new blood into the series. Yeah. Yeah. And there were places that you could have put it. You could have you could have taken out some of the Ewok stuff. You know? True. I mean, like, Jesus, how fucking long did I need to see Leia, like, kissing the Ewok's ass? You know? Well. Like... Give it some food. Be nice. But look, you're bigger than it. 
Well, that's true. That's true. But they had to show that the rebels are different than the blah, Empire. Blah, blah, blah. Because if you think about it, it's got a, a similar message to Star Trek, which Star Trek is, you know, everybody is accepted. Race doesn't matter. You got all the cantina people all hanging out together. You got aliens in with the rebels, mostly in Jedi because of cost. But the Empire is strictly white dudes with English accents. But it's all white dudes, not even a girl floating around in there. All so that would have been cool to dudes. bring in. See, now that would have been, that's something I never thought of before. Wouldn't it be interesting if the other one was like a female who's in the Empire? But then they would have known. The Emperor would have known. Come on, man. He's got people all it. over the freaking galaxy. He'd be able to pick up on one Force-sensitive yeah. person. I if think... he'd be able to pick up one Force-sensitive person while he's signing paychecks, then he should have been able to find Ben Kenobi when Ben was in his 40s. But that's what I'm saying. He didn't He didn't need to find him. He didn't have to. What do you mean he didn't have to? He didn't have to. The Force was balanced. We discussed this. Punchbowl. We got this. But... If the emperor can sit in front of before, you know, he's all powerful, you know, out of the closet to the world Sith, if he could sit in front of Plo Koon, Yoda, Mace Windu, and everybody else and be like, Oh, this is a terrible tragedy, and no one knows he's a Sith, then he's more powerful than anyone imagines. He'd be able to pick anybody out. Yeah, well, these are the same people who don't realize that, you know, Clark Kent is Superman. No, these are different people. <laughs> These people have lightsabers. The people what? that don't know. So if Palpatine had just put on a head, they'd have been on a on a hood. They'd be like, oh, "Wait exactly. a minute, you're a bad guy. Look, he, you parked how, in a handicap spot." Much, how much time did Anakin spend with him, trying to figure out who? Tons of time. Who the Sith? So much time that they should have been the a Senate social was. worker watching over them. Exactly, because. and Anakin couldn't figure it out until until a couple of key words like, "Only a Sith can teach you that." Wink, wink, nudge, oh, nudge. Oh, I'm a... wait a minute. Dude, let me get my lightsaber. Hold on. And see, everything would have been all better if Anakin just didn't ask any questions and he just killed him. Yeah. But Anakin showed compassion, and I think that's one of the lessons that Vader learned was no compassion because that's what gets people killed. Yeah, and that all happens in that 20 years later. Yeah, yeah. So, but I just really would have liked to see a different character, even if it was. And this is I've been main, you know, holding on to this since mm. the you know the eighth, ninth grade, where it it would have been awesome if you bring in another similar to kind of like a uh, almost like a female Han Solo or someone that Han Solo would hang out in a bar with, and you find out that she's like force sensitive. True, you know, True. because that would have added a nice little bit of you know, edge to the whole Han Leia thing. Yeah. You know, and I just think it would have been nice to see somebody who's, who's got some Jedi potential and just using those skills to like, you know, steal wallets and shit. Yeah. It wouldn't be bad to have somebody, you, you would have had to have like started them off or brought them in, in empire just to yeah. get them established. Yeah. And I'm sure that's what people were thinking about Lando. You know, never occurred to me. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's some people that might. And the, but also, you know what? That that also would have been a little bit too convenient. Well, that would have been too. It would have been cool if you know what, like the end of Empire. Yeah. Okay. You 
they're all looking out the window when Lando, you know, is wearing Han's clothes and flies away. Yeah. Okay. So instead of closing there, all right, it sort of fades and opens up again, right? Some distant planet, somebody you've never seen before, all right? And all it is is some girl, all right, and all she does is... I don't know. She gets her keys from across the room. Yeah, but that's not, something little. I mean, that come but on. Not uh, but, the, but, but that's not the way the story's structured. That's not the directorial style or the script style. But just think. But I, just think about how cool that would have been. So I give you very concrete reasons as to why that couldn't happen. Why couldn't that have happened? They leave because, a cliff. It's the middle. It could have been perfect. It's a cliffhanger. Makes you wonder who is this other person? Because what is this other? There's another. Everything happens because of three PO and R two. You're introduced to Vader. Leia. No, I don't think everything hold happens on, hold because on. of hold, them. No, hold on. I'm but talking, they just see I'm, everything. I'm talking introduced story-wise. Well, yeah. I mean, because they're basically so, the storytellers throughout the whole thing. Right. So if they don't, if they're not there, if they don't introduce you to the character, 3PO's there in Cloud City when you meet Lando. You know, 3PO's there when you meet Uncle Owen, when you meet Luke. That's really fine. But ben. is 3PO, is, I mean, is 3PO there when... You meet Jabba the Hutt? When Palpatine comes out to Anakin? No. No, but you already have... it. Okay, so one character? Ah! One so character? why not? What, why not? Because you would have had no relation to this other person at all. You had to reveal the other as somebody that you've known from the beginning. You can't Why? Just, Yoda can't say, oh, and there is another, and then you, there's Fred picking up his keys from across the room. Why not? Because that's obvious. No, it's, like, it's oh, not look, obvious. There's the other one. No, it's no, but it's really? even more obvious. It's just like, oh, no, wait, there's another. But you can't. Let's, you, let's look at our existing characters. Uh, okay, it'll be Leia. Leia's his twin sister. Yeah, there you go. But you can't break the narrative style to introduce another character. Why can't you introduce another character? You most I didn't certainly say, could introduce another I didn't another say. One. And what, what, what narrative style? I think it would have been a great narrative style like, well, to add this other person. All right, so we're going to drop this whole thing because you haven't listened to a word I've said. So we're just going to move on. Uh, I explained no, to you. Why? I narrative to you, style. Well, I explained to you how characters are introduced in the Star Wars universe in these three movies, and you saying "fuck that," I don't give a shit. It, if you're gonna work it into the story and say this is how it should be, right? Work it in and tell us how it should be. And it oh, so, 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 so you tell it's got a it's got a. Somehow come from three PO and R two. I could see I, I could see somebody on Jabba's palace. I'd be, that that would work. Cloud, no, Cloud I would City no. Would I work. wouldn't like I, sure. I wouldn't like Cloud City. Maybe yeah. Okay, Cloud City. Maybe. But see, once you're introduced to a character, then they can introduce you just through someone else. There's no, you never just jump to a random character. But. The, the movies don't do that. The script doesn't just jump. It's not not like how Tarantino would jump to, in Pulp Fiction, for instance, Bruce Willis. But all those characters are connected. Eventually. Star Wars is the opposite. And They and, show the connection and Pulp Fiction as you learn the character. told in a linear fashion. Right, but that's what you're suggesting. No, I'm You're not. You're suggesting this a style like No, I'm not I'm that. not suggesting any I'm not suggesting something. I'm not I'm not saying that something is is 
is, is moving backward. I'm not suggesting that it's not that it's okay, not well, linear. First, I'm, all I'm first. talking about is that. Okay, Yoda mentions there is another. Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, really, so should his line have been, there's another. Within the merry little band of folks that we've already met, someone who's Force-sensitive. Well, why would you need to say that? Well, you wouldn't need, why, why would it need to be someone that we already know? Why does it have to stay within that closed universe of people we already know? Well, because if you introduce them on, on Hoth, for instance, it would be somebody you already know. If you introduce a new character, that that then makes it so your criteria. So your criteria would be as you're sitting around writing the screenplay with George Lucas, and it'd be like, no, well, they have to be someone that that would have crossed paths at some point with C-3PO or R2 because they are umbrella-wise the quote-unquote well, you can't storytellers have, of this. The way the stories are told, also they have that. Almost like freeze frame shot at the end. A New Hope ended that way, and we know Empire and Jedi kind of end that way too. So throwing an epilogue onto one of them wouldn't fit. It would it would stand out from the others. All right, so take that same that same scene. Okay, okay, and I'm just making you work for do it. it. No, 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 and, <laughs> and and do it do it so that you don't lose that final shot of them looking out okay. at, at at Lando leaving. Okay, okay, there is another. Yep. Okay. You where could you put it? You could put it anywhere. But as long as they've crossed paths with C3PO and R2D2. Well, that's how you get from place to place with them. R2's with Luke, and you're introduced to Yoda. 3PO's with Han, you're introduced to Lando. It works that way. That's how it works. I don't think it worked that way throughout the whole trilogy. Well, let's go. Let's see. let's see. Not in your head. Let's, let's talk this out loud. No, 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 no. Because I don't want to have to rehash the, like all, all the movies. Okay. Well, you're you you have Vader as an established character, right? So through Vader, you can introduce other characters. Yeah, but but you know what though? It's 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 weird when you think about it, isn't it? That no, is no, no, how no. It's it's, set it's up. fine, but there's also there's also I mean. These people had to have been doing something before they, you know, walked past C-3PO. Right, but if okay. they're the ones that have recorded this and know it, then that's the version we're going to get, or the way we'll follow it, with the good guys at least. There's a, there, there's a bunch of different ways that you could have add, you could add a scene. And, yeah, I mean, you can put it in Cloud City. Yep. You could put it in Jabba's Palace. I think those are a little too fucking convenient. Okay, I like the idea. Yet you can't come up with something. No, no, else. no. But I like because you're <laughs> you because you're 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 handcuffing me with this like like they have to be past you know they have to somehow have no. I'm just saying it has to C3 fit within PM. the way the story is written. You can't you can't add a story element like an epilogue that doesn't exist in any. But here's here's the thing. All right. Yoda says there is another. Yeah. Okay. So Yoda, whom we've met and uh-huh. heard about through R2, uh-huh. okay, you could argue that Yoda's knowledge of this person, mm-hmm. okay, and us hearing about him because R2 wasn't there when Yoda said it. Uh-huh. All right? 
So we don't necessarily need R2 for this other person. No, but you need a character to interact with them as an introduction. So Yoda knows who this person is. That doesn't mean you can cut away to him. Why not? You don't establish a character from a cutaway. That hasn't happened in any of the movies. You have an established character in every scene. Fine. So you put you put Obi-Wan to go and and ghost themselves in front of this other this other force sensitive person. Okay. Right? So there you go. There, and, uh, but how does that how does that work in? What what do they contribute to the story? What are they doing that warrants their introduction more than just they're another one? What is their what is their contribution to the the struggle of either the empire or the rebellion? It's just like, look, you are special. You can do shit. And now you need to think about a world bigger than yourself or some shit. I don't know. So we're going to retread a new hope? Hmm? We'll retread a new hope in Jedi, which is already retreading a new hope. So we'll introduce another Luke to go blow up a Death Star? No, but I think that it, it makes it far more interesting to add another character who's a little bit more interesting than... Okay, uh, well, okay Leia's your sister. Well, make it interesting because I, I haven't been convinced yet. By the way, Lucas did toy around with the idea of another character, but I don't know how he was going to introduce her. Maybe as a general in the rebellion. See, know. even that, I think I think it needs to be someone who's not connected to the rebellion whatsoever. But they didn't establish anything outside of the gangsters, the rebellion, and the empire. But we know that they're out there, and then he ends up establishing. I mean, you meet a fucking diner owner in. Ah, uh, no, know, no clones. prequels, no prequels. He's a gangster, by the way. Whatever. Okay. But the, no, no, no prequels. Sixteen years till that happens. Oh Jesus Christ! You just can't do it. You can't fit it in because not on, not you, because because what you're saying is okay. Make this change of the movie, but don't change any of the no, movies. What I'm saying is. You can add this in if you can find a realistic way that fits with the way the story's told. Like, for instance, you can't have a flashback in a Star Wars movie. You just can't. They don't happen. They haven't happened. No, they don't happen. That's a rule. Just because one happened? That doesn't mean it's not possible. But if it hasn't happened, then it's it it hasn't. That's it. I mean, flashbacks generally. I'm not a huge. I, I love fan flashbacks. Of. <laughs> Depends. Although I will say, uh, clones had the first instance of a dream sequence, which I thought was interesting. So it's possible for other other elements to be introduced. But if you say you can delete parts out to fit it in. You have to fit it in within the confines of the story and the way that story is written. You can't fundamentally change the structure of the narrative just to fit in what you want. I think that you could have the character that you introduce as this this other. Okay. Okay. This the, this new the, this new Jedi. Yes. How do these others get to the island? Uh huh. <laughs> All right. The way you introduce them is. I, I don't know, just I think not having them in a situation that we've, you know, don't have them in the military, don't have them as part of the rebellion, have them, you know, doing a fucking paper route or something. I don't know what, but you can have this other, this other person, all right? 
Um, and then you have you have Ben. I mean, he makes the most sense because he can travel everywhere and he knows everything. Yeah, but nobody right? trusts him at that point now. There's nobody. But but the thing is, though, this other person doesn't know why she wouldn't trust this. Okay, this person, all this person knows. Okay, is the same shit that Anakin knew when he was a little kid. Okay, or that Luke knew because he's such a badass pilot. All right, is that yeah. you know what? They're a little special. They're a little bit different. All right, yeah, but I mean, it's it. it you, <laughs> no, but it, it it becomes one of those things where then this person. All right. Then this person gets they get their own little mini call to action. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like a little mini um, hero's journey. Here's this person who gets who gets plucked out of their their typical daily existence. Okay. They get a call to action. They realize that they're that they're a little special. They're a little bit different. They don't know why. They don't get it. Okay. And it's Obi-Wan who finally comes to them. Okay. And says, look. You know what? You've been, you know, you've been picking pockets, you've been doing whatever. And I'm not saying it has to be a street urchin or something like that. Hmm. But you know that, hey, you know what? Not everyone can grab their fucking keys from three rooms away. All right. This is kind of who you are. And you've been kept hidden. You've been kept on the outskirts and the shithole of the universe Hmm. so that the big bad guy doesn't know who you are. All right. But here, this is your time. This is the time when we fucking activate you because we need you because your brother's a douchebag, all right, and won't finish school, but all right. That, but the but the whole the whole thing with the other would have been only if Luke failed. I still I still like my my you know Emperor's assassin. Kind but of think like about it though. Luke, th- think about it. Like when you hear you know there is another, there is another. Mm. You know Luke. Pretty much he's hanging under a fucking city. Yeah, that you, you failed. <laughs> okay, no, if he, you're, but he didn't. He didn't. He was tempted, and he was maimed, and he was beaten up, and but, he was emotionally he is, and physically. He is he is he is beaten down, and if yeah, he but, can't, but, if he can't, but if he can't connect with with Leia. Okay, if he can't connect with Leia, if he can't connect with this other force sensitive person, in this case, okay, the way it happens is it happens to be Leia, okay, to say, hey, turn the bus around because I'm hanging under a fucking city. That's that's not okay. That's not why he 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 wins. That's not why Luke is still on top. The reason he won is because he didn't because he he didn't go with Vader. Okay, but you know what? Whether he died, if he died, he would have still. Not become a Sith. But if he wasn't able to get into the Falcon, right? Okay, where would he have ended up? Oh, he, All right? he did. He was beaten. He was battered. Okay, yep. Vader was about to stick his hand out and get him. And even Luke said, "You know what? If I get captured, I'm not going to be able to resist him." Right. All right. So if he can't get in touch with someone, you know, using his fucking Wonder Twin powers, mm. all right, he's fucked, and he's the next guy with a black hat. All yeah. right. Yeah. So that, actually, that is the one point. A couple of things would have to change at this at this point here. I think Lando calls for the full scale evacuation of Cloud City. There should have been a lot more ships leaving. Yeah. Well. So any one of them, I think, could have noticed, and then whoever rescues Luke at that point, because established character, right? Somebody rescues him. That could be the other person. No, that's way too fucking convenient. No, 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 this is what, no, bullshit, this is what you do, this is what you do, because, oh, yeah, oh, they were just in the fucking neighborhood. Oh, wait, no, That's way too contrived. Calm the fuck down. That's way too contrived. Oh, really? Yes, Really? it is. You know why? way too contrived. Why would she be there? 
Who the fuck knows? She doesn't. There's no but reason. But she goes that way because she has to. Because something's telling her she has to go that way. But she's probably lived in Cloud City for 10 years. You know, she's in a bad relationship. You know, she lives in a and little she fucking... Never, and she never turns left. Two-bedroom walk-up or whatever. Yeah. And, she you know? nev- and she never goes that way. No, this is what happens, all right? Somebody, <laughs> some kind soul, all right? Leia's flown off. Luke is fucked if he gets captured by Vader, mm-hmm. Okay. Can't believe I'm having this conversation, all right, with such passion. But, all right, some kind soul, all right, picks him up. Mm-hmm. So now here he is. He's, you know, he's in the back of somebody's cab or whatever, okay? They're flying out of here, okay. and they're like, um, so, dude, what do you want? Because there's a big fucking ship out there who who wants to talk to you. But I'm a cool dude, and I got a badass ship. I'm going to fly you the fuck out of here, all okay. right? So Luke's like... Great. What the fuck do I do now? Right. Now you've got all right in the past, and this is this is this is a device that has worked before. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it would seem a contrivance, but it since it's been be, since because no 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 no, <laughs> but because it seems a contrivance because it's it's been used before. Okay, okay. Um, you could argue that Ben. Gets to Luke. So you're making it too complicated. No, no, no. I'm not making... No, 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 no. I'm just... I mean, yeah. I mean, there's... And it's one of those things that either happens at the end of Empire Uh or at the beginning of Jedi. Okay. Okay? Because you can cut this thing or shit off at any time. Get rid of Ben. No, I think... No, because Ben's that connective tissue that you're so... No, no. You have an established character. You have Luke. But Luke needs to know... How to get to the next dude? How to get no, to? That's how the, to get to the next now, if chick? You would let me finish a sentence here. No, <laughs> just shut the fuck up, or I will mute you. <laughs> I have the knob right here. Keep your knob to yourself. This this person that that would come and pick up Luke, right? Because you need to you need to, and Star Wars always is. It's the least amount of steps to get to something, right? The big bad guy is his father. Okay, yeah, that's one step. That's one degree of separation between ultimate good and ultimate evil, right? So everybody's evacuating Cloud City. It's one person because the force is faith. It's mystical. People don't understand how it works, especially when you're not trained in it, right? Anakin can fly the pod racer. He doesn't really know how. He's the only human that can do it. He doesn't know what the force is. This other person wouldn't know what the force would be. So they don't know why they skirted the underside of Cloud City, saw him, and stopped. Obviously, you're going to stop to pick somebody up if they're hanging from the bottom of your city. And at that point, they fly off. And that's it. Luke's Luke's side of it is done. And then you have the Rebel Fleet thing. You keep going with that. And then at the beginning of, of Jedi, you can have the whole, you know, I... I just a conversation between her and Luke, you know, as they're going to Tatooine with him in his Jedi robe, sitting in the back of the thing, she's the the smuggler pilot or whatever you want to do, you know, um, talking about maybe why she stopped. I don't know. I don't go that way. I, 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 you know, always left on the North side today. I went towards the East and it would be that where Luke kind of gets a little like, Oh, okay, I see what's going on. And you just play through it a little bit as no. time goes on. You don't need to bring in all this extra bullshit of Ben pointing the direction to go. No, I think I think you do because it's it would be better to do that than to have this. 
oh, you know what? There's another, and this other person happens to be at the same place where your friends are getting their asses kicked. Why do you and- think Vader, why do you think Han went there? Why do you think Leia was, Leia was with him? You know, the whole thing, they get chased, the hyperdrive doesn't work. Things happen for a reason. No. No, in this movie, things happen. Not in your atheist life. Things no, happen no, no, for no. A but that's in but Star that's Wars. you know what the but that's I would consider that lazy writing. The whole thing it's is lazy fate. writing. It's retelling it's other fate. stories. That's what the movie's about. No, but it's it's that's lazy. <laughs> It's, you can't uh, that's come up even with anything that's better. even more yes I can I think that I think that I think that Luke drops into you know whatever some good Samaritan gets him uh-huh. okay and again you can either end Empire and start Jedi later or okay and it would totally change the beginning of Jedi but that's a whole other conversation right, right. okay but I'm just saying that. Ben has a history, okay, because he did it in New Hope and he did it in in in, in the beginning of Empire on Hoth, okay, mm-hmm. of sort of telling Luke what he needs to do next. But you don't need okay? him to do that. But you do because that makes a, a lot more sense no, than know, you know than why? this other force sense of like the whole fucking world converges, you know, on, you know, you on know why, Cloud you know why, City. You know why Ben can't tell him what to do anymore? Because he didn't do what Yoda told him to do. If you leave now, you won't complete your training. Ben, That's fine. Ben I said that said Ben Ben can't help him. Right. Anymore. Ben can't help him. Okay. Right. Ben can't, you know, turn Coke into Pepsi and make your life okay. All right. Ben can't, you know, stop Vader from cutting off your arm. All right. But clearly, Ben can have a conversation with him no, later. No, Ben has helping. a conversation with him later. Why can't Ben? Why can't Ben pop into Luke's head again and say, "All right, dude, there's somebody else who's going to help you because you were fucked eight ways from Sunday at this point." Now, let me let me let me see if I got this right. You said I agree. Ben can't help Luke anymore. He can't but, help. Well, him. No, no, I, I'm talking. But why can't he just pop into his head and help him? That's what you just said. Ben can't, ben tell can't him make Vader anymore. stop beating the shit out of him. Vader, That's the ben point of that. Ben can't do that to start with. His whole, you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. It's a bluff. I don't think it's a bluff. It's because, bullshit. Because, no, because Ben is, Ben gets to come back from the grave and, you know. And what? Make spooky sounds and glow blue? Well, yeah, I mean, he, he, he does get to, you know, have a little bit more freedom than most dead people do. Yeah, but that's not power. Isn't it? No. When you're on your deathbed, let me know if that's an option for you, you wouldn't take it. It's not power. An option, sure. Something fun to do, yeah, but it's not power. I'm sorry, to be able to communicate from the grave, I think is pretty fucking cool. To 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 tell him what? Run? To tell no him shit. that really to tell ben, him should that, I fucking run? To tell now? him that look, Luke, you know, you're pretty beaten and battered and you know, I ain't gonna say I told you so, but He can't you know, help him. I told so you so. So he doesn't. He can't like physically and help him. He can't stop the shit. He never from physically helped him after he died. But he gave him advice. You advice know? isn't help. It is, most certainly. At the end of Jedi, what he tells Luke, in the middle of Jedi, what he tells Luke is not helping him. It does not No, help because him. he comes out and, and says that, oh, yeah, right. I kind of lied to you. So but... when he says, I can't help you, or I can't help him anymore, he doesn't. No, meaning that he can't help in the physical fight. The no, fight. no. He doesn't differentiate between 
giving advice or physical help. He was never a physical help after he died. He said, run, trust your feelings, go to Dagobah. He never gra- he never picked him up and said, all right, let's go, come on. It was it was telling him to do things. I don't know. I think Ben has it was a like his I think Ben has a, has a perfectly, you know, has a history of, you know, saying, all right, Luke, here's the thing. You're, 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 you're in a situation you don't know what to do, okay? Turn off the fucking scope. Use the fucking force. Yeah. Go to Dagobah when you get out of the snow, mm-hmm. okay? Now is the third time because all things happen in threes, okay? Good. You just got your ass kicked like I told you you were gonna, all right? The third tell this, time. Tell this, tell no, this fucking you're, taxi you're driver. something. Tell this taxi driver did happen to in point into this, into this direction, okay? Because there's someone, all right? There's another person. You do have a twin somewhere. It's not your sister because that's lazy writing. All right. And go because this person is like you. The third time Ben helped Luke was when he convinced Yoda to train him. That was the third time. No, I don't. I don't. Oh, because it doesn't fit. No, exactly. No, oh, no. Because I don't really consider that. That's not really. That's oh, not really. Because really? that. Because that fight was really? between Ben and 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 no, Yoda. Actually, that conversation started between Luke and Yoda. It started, and then and, and then, then Yoda stepped in, and, and then Yoda him. starts oh. yelling at his you know food, saying he's too young or he's too old, yeah. and he's a douche, and I can't help him. Yep. I'm not going to teach him. And then Ben pops in and goes, "No, but dude, he can do this shit. Really, he can." And he helps. Him. When have I ever been wrong? Every time. But he and he comes in and he helps him, and then he says, "I can't help him anymore." I'm sorry, Leia as the and Leia, he Leia as the other is for 25 years has been bullshit for me. Well, it seems to work for everybody else. No, it doesn't. I guarantee you it doesn't work for everybody else. It could have been so much cooler. <laughs> you could have you could have eliminated yet, some of the you time haven't with been the able fucking to teddy bears. Effectively convince no, me you just that it disagree. Could be cooler. So let's Well, move I'm on. sorry. I know the movies and That's I know fine. how it so works. I know the movies and shit like that could have worked. Sith Assassin would have worked. The Emperor could have introduced the character. Had her work with Vader through the second half but of the But then, okay, so then, then the, the, the hopefulness that Yoda suggests, oh, there's another. Well, maybe I should have mentioned that they're a Sith assassin. They're not really going to be of any use to us because they're a bad guy. Why? They, they, they wanted to, they, Luke had to confront Vader. He yeah, had but, to. you know, Obi-Wan is saying he's our only hope. And Obi-Wan's an idiot, remember. Well, at this point, he's kind of like, what are we going to do? If he fucks up, we are fucked. That's because Ben doesn't know shit. You, you notice Yoda had his shit together? Luke takes off for Bespin. He's like, no. It's almost like, really, dude, shut up. No, there's another. And Ben's like, what? Like, he forgot that he was standing there when well, the yeah, fucking twins were born? Then there's that. Ben's yeah. an idiot. Ben is the worst Jedi ever. I'll give you that. Ugh. Anyway, all right. Um, fuck this. We're going to take a break. Leia's the second worst. <laughs> no, there's worse, Jedi. <sighs> all right, here's a fun song. Who need that? No, no, no. Oh, Lawa. Who need that?
Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice a few hours a week to podcast about whatever you find important, but we think you're crazy asking us to write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms and the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each of us is a podcast about other podcasts. A podcast about television. A podcast about films. A podcast about music. A podcast about books. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, The Podcast Podcast. The Podcast Podcast is your one-stop source for all the podcasts on the internet. Each week we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes so that you can decide if you should check them out or keep on moving. Find us at thepodcastpodcast.com or search for us in the iTunes store by looking for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. Popsyndicate.com. Your one stop for all your unhealthy obsessions. Breaking news and in depth reviews on all of your favorite movies, music, TV shows, podcasts, comics, books. Popsyndicate.com. Special edition musical number. All right. So that's why I never understood something about like Spider-Man Three. It's like, oh, there was stupid singing and dancing in it. Well, Jedi said that from the beginning. I don't see what the problem is. I like Snice Doodles and Max Rebo and Droopy McCool, and then everybody else they added in later on. <sighs> we were having a little uh, discussion on the break there of uh, characters. <sighs> I'm not even talking about Jar Jar, so don't even bait me. But you know, here's, let me let me just say, what does it really matter when it comes down to it? Well, in the whole big scheme of things, none of it matters. No, I mean, even in the scheme of the six movies, I mean, I don't understand why people get so so. Not even you, but other people just get so pissed off. Me personally, I just I just didn't like them. I think that you got enough of the comic relief from R2 and C3PO. True. Okay, which was their function. Yeah. In the originals. Okay. I didn't think that you needed another character like that. And then one that did it so obnoxiously. I mean, really, did you need him to step in poop? Not that, just that, once, that one. but but twice. When was the second I mean, one? Come on. Well, when Steps in shit one, twice. I mean, I don't, that's, I rem- I don't, I don't remember two. I remember it's, one. It's but. on. It's in Phantom Menace. Yeah. Okay, and it's just, it's he's like a like a like an annoying child. Yeah, you know his Qui Gon shouldn't have to just waste his time with it. It's just all. But it does show it. It. it I mean, Jar Jar is almost a plot device for character development because Qui Gon is calm and accepts everybody for who they are, and Obi Wan's a douche. Like, from the beginning, he's more arrogant than he has a right to be with that haircut. <laughs> I mean, 
Hey, he does come off as like, look at this thing. Look at fucking orange duckbill lizard man. Because he was annoying. But you know I what? Go you know what? On I don't. One. I I never understood. I just accept what was written. Comic books, books, games. You know, there was a six foot tall green rabbit that rode around with Han Solo in the comic books for a while. Who cares? Yeah, but those aren't the movies, and those are secondary as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so it doesn't matter to me. Waste of time. All right, let's get to uh, a little bit of feedback. Feedback there, Grumpy Gus. All right, I'm not grumpy. I just hate Jar Jar. Mm -hmm. All right, this is from Leroy. Hi, guys. I'm just sending in a little feedback for the original Star Wars trilogy. This is going to be from the perspective of a a 27-year-old. Since I was only born in 1983, I sadly didn't get to see the original run in the theater. I didn't get to see the Star Wars in the theater until the re-release with added content. Star Wars has also been in my life, though. I grew up with tons of hand-me-down toys from my older brother. We even had an Empire bookcase with accessories. I would kill to have that back. (laughs) One thing that I could never understand when I was really young was the whole storyline. It turned out that my parents were one of those early pirates that recorded everything from HBO or other VHS tapes. Since the, blank tapes, since the blank tapes could record for six hours on SLP, we had a whole trilogy on one tape. The problem was that they were not in the correct order. Oh. I always watched them in the order of Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and then A New Hope. Oh, Jesus. That's messed it up. It took me a while to get that straightened out. They were very willy-nilly with the recording. Once I found some porn recorded after The Breakfast Club. Well, I guess I found it more than once, but that's a whole other story. I stuck by Star Wars all through school. I even asked for action figures up through high school. Geeky things like Star Wars even brought my wife and myself together. We worked at Blockbuster together and talked about it all the time to break the ice. We've spent countless weekends traveling the state, jumping from flea markets to Toys R Us stores looking for... Star Wars stuff. A few years ago, I sealed my fate as a Star Wars freak for life and got the Imperial emblem tattooed on my calf. Nice. I could spend all day talking about Star Wars, but it should be about time for you to record. (laughs) Oh, by the way, Frank, (laughs) Lost Finale kicked major ass. God, I'm going to miss that show. Thanks for the Star Wars episode, Leroy. I I think uh, by the middle of the summer, I'll have my first tattoos. The uh, I'm gonna get the girl's initials on my on my forearms, um, in the Star Wars lettering. So only me and uh, hardcore nerds will know what it is, All and right. now you. So <laughs> this one is from Dave from Wisconsin. Nice. Uh, hey Frank and Chris, Dave from Wisconsin here, and I wanted to share two Star Wars memories. When I was three or four years old, I got my very first piece of mail from the mailman. It was a Chewbacca action figure, and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world at that age. I'm not sure if I was really aware of Star Wars yet at that age, but I knew Chewbacca was awesome. A second memory is from 1990 when I was in the fifth grade, and our class decided that instead of learning state capitals, we'd talk about Star Wars. Mostly the Empire Strikes Back, and the teacher didn't even care. She thought it was fun and even joined in because she liked Star Wars, too. I mean, I know the capital of South Dakota, but I sure do know who Luke's father is. Peace and love, Dave from Wisconsin. All right. I had a uh, seventh grade English teacher who was a huge Yoda fan. Oh, really? And I gave her a Yoda Star Wars figure. Uh, but that was also the year that we made her cry by saying, like, well, chanting for about three or four minutes that her boyfriend was a wimp. Oh. And we wouldn't stop. And she wow. cried and stormed out of the room. Huh. 
was awesome. Good dick. Yeah. <laughs> so this one is... Wait, wait, was her boyfriend a, a wimp? I don't know. I never met the dude. Uh, let's see. This one is from uh, Bjornar. Nice, nice. The title is Twilight is Upon Me, Soon Night Must Fall. Very good. Greetings, Christopher Fett and Lord Dushaws. The fuck is that? <laughs> you ask for memories now, do you? As you wish. Oh, that's from, uh, you know, Princess Bride. I remember going to the video store with my mom when I was very young and always wanting to rent them, looking at the covers, imagining all the monsters, aliens, and just being utterly fascinated with the image of Vader. He just glowed of pure evil and something mystical to me. My mom thought I was too young for a long time, but when I finally got to, I was so happy. She drove me to the store and got me all three for the weekend, but being a kid and all, I misunderstood the numbers of the episodes. Mm. This resulted in me watching in this order, four, six, and five. You bet that fucked me up. The Empire won. (laughs) (laughs) You bet your ass. At least it made me think so. I still think the Empire is the cooler party. They look awesome. My tattoo is the Imperial insignia. Proves my love for the dark side, I think. Nice. Anyways, I got heavily into Star Wars and remember digging my brother's old toys and comics out from the attic. I spent hours playing and drawing from the comics, but always mainly Vader. Hmm. He's still my fave Star Wars character, and I doubt anyone will come close. Fuck it. I even liked him in the prequels. Of course, he's emo. He's gotten taken from his mom and sent to train with a cocky English bastard. Who wouldn't get bitchy? (laughs) To wrap it up, Frank probably has a sore throat by now. If not from all the rancor balls, he's sucking. (laughs) Ha ha. The fuck did I do? (laughs) Did you listen to the show yet? My love for Star Wars (laughs) has always been huge, and I can't wait to see where they're, uh, they're taking it with the Clone Wars and the live series. I thank Lucas for helping me get into drawing, collecting, and a lot more fantastic, geeky stuff. And thank you, too, for making me watch Clone Wars, which I thought was going to be crap, but now love. Yeah, just a couple bad episodes this season. Not yeah. not, not too much. You want to do the uh, voicemail, or you still got a whole bunch of I those s- left? No, there's a couple. There's a bunch left. All right. Well, there's, you, like, all of these left. Well, how many is that? Is I that... don't know. Hold on. I got a couple more. I got a little bit more from oh, you. Oh, sorry. To finish. I, I thought it was To done. quote I'm the sorry. man himself, you do not know the power of the dark side. The whole may the force be with you is so gay. <laughs> All right. I have, let's see how many more. There's one, two, three more. All right. Well, why don't we do this one in the middle of those then? All right. So I'll, I'll play this now. And we'll, okay. Uh... Hello, Frank. Hello, Chris. Jay? Hello. Star Wars Memories. Well, Star Wars is the first movie I can really remember ever seeing, even though I know I saw many before it. I remember being in front of the TV at 8 o'clock on a Friday when the Star Wars Holiday Special uh, played. Actually, I'm not sure it was a Friday, but it was definitely at 8 p.m. <laughs> and for a summer, I lived with my grandma in Georgia. And I got to see The Empire Strikes Back. It was the first movie I saw in the theater. Mm. And when I got back to Michigan, you know, because my parents were moving the house and, you know, getting stuff done, they asked me if I wanted to go see The Empire Strikes Back. And it had been like six months. And I went, it's not out anymore. And mom and dad were like, no, it it is. No, you're lying to me. (laughs) And so they put the phone up to my ear for the local drive-in and sure enough the Empire Strikes Back was playing and 
Nice. I started crying yeah. because I was so goddamn happy. And uh, the Death Star is probably the coolest toy I own besides for the Millennium mm. Falcon. I love the Marvel comics. I love the first Timothy Zahn trilogy. Mm. I don't geek out on it like anymore like I used to, like you, Chris, but uh, <laughs> Star Wars, of course, holds a special place in my heart. So keep up the great work, guys. May the Force be with you. Very nice. Very, Very nice. nice. It's nice to have Jay call in and not yell at us. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, but I, I can, it, it's weird. Like most of the stuff that like people have written in about is definitely stuff I can identify with and called in about too. It's like, you know, I'll have an Imperial emblem tattoo after the fat one, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But I like the, the symbols more than like some people, and this is purely their own thing. They get like Vader's, you know, helmet and, you know, stuff like that. But I like, more the the symbolic stuff, but yeah, I don't know what I was gonna say. I don't know. You want to read something? I'll just read the next thing. Why don't you do that? Because I'm fading fast. Star Wars, not Stardust Memories. This is from Michael. <laughs> oh, Michael, the director of Drive-In Horror Show. Okay, we have on outside the cinema all the time. Great guy. Star Wars is one of the most important movies in my life. I saw it as a young child, and it had a profound impact on me. It tapped into my imagination in a way no other film did and inspired me to imagine my own fantastic worlds, creatures, heroes, and villains. Dinosaurs thrilled me in a similar way, but they had limits. I desperately <laughs> wish that the dinos of my books would move, roar, and come to life, a wish eventually filled by Jurassic Park, mm. but they never did. Star Wars was real. As far as, I was concerned, as far as I was concerned, George Lucas and company went to those planets, set up a camera, and filmed them. No lights, no rubber suits, no effects. <laughs> My imagination has always been incredibly important to me. Star Wars expanded it, inspired me, and made me want to create my own worlds on screen. I make my own movies now, and I owe a huge debt to Star Wars for making me believe it was possible. Very nice. I know after I saw New Hope, uh, I remember one of the first things I drew uh, in kindergarten was uh, 3PO and R2 at the bottom of one of my papers. Yeah. So that made me want to draw. So how about that? That's wild. Mark wrote, um, hey, uh, Chris and Frank. <laughs> this is Mark from Louisville. Long what did, time no... T what? What did he write? He wrote, hey, uh, H-E-Y-A... Hey, Chris and Frank, this is Mark from Louisville. Long time no talk, but I've been busy with work stuff and my video games that I didn't have time to write in. I'm still a constant listener, and I love your show. Thank you very much. Chris, I hope you're liking the new job. And Frank, if I lived closer, I would go to see your show. But Boston is a long haul from Kentucky. Yeah. Wuss. <laughs> I got a question for you guys regarding Star Wars, but not the usual movie question. I was wondering what's your favorite Star Wars video game? My favorite is a toss up between Empire Strikes Back game for the Atari 2600, which we just mentioned <laughs> a little weird. while ago. We flew around a snow speeder and shot at AT-ATS. Or the Star Wars arcade game, which had you oh. flying around on an X-Wing trying to blow up the Death Star. What are your favorites, guys? What was your favorite? Oh, that, that Vector Graphics Star Wars one, I tested that in California before yeah. they released it. That was fun. Um, I, 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 huge, obviously, you know, I'll go new for, for, for one. A huge fan of Force Unleashed. Yeah. That's really... See, I'm... They, I'm they got the lightsaber stuff down. Yeah, finally. That. And I was, um, I'd have to go probably Force Unleashed. Mm. Uh, for older stuff, though, 
I've always been a huge, huge, like rabid fan of the um, the Rogue Squadron games. Yeah, those were a lot of fun. I got to tell you, like, I mean, going back to the Atari twenty six hundred at that point, I mean, mm. let's be honest, any game was an awesome video game, except for ET. I mean, who the fuck? I mean, really, my favorite was mm. probably like Pitfall. Yeah, Pitfall was a lot of fun. There was an Empire Strikes Back game, like the Star Wars Vector one. Yeah. And in one of the Rogue Squadron games, you can actually unlock it and play it. And I remember playing it. That was kind of fun. I got to tell you, though, Lego Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I got to tell you, especially the one that did the original trilogy. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah. Very, like, winky, I guess. You know, just like all these little things, you know, like... You know, R two opens up like a trash can for, and Leia throws a like a CD in oh, yeah, him to give him the data. Right in, you know, yeah. like stuff like that was just so good. Yeah, yeah, they they did a really good job yeah. with that. Um, he goes on to say, by the way, Frank, if you have Netflix, try out Netflix for Wii. All you need is a wireless router, and it works pretty good. Unlike next Netflix for Xbox, it's free to use with a Netflix membership, but there's no HD as the Wii is unable to do HD. Mm. Chris, I would recommend Metro 2033. It's not as good as Bioshock, but if you like a decent story with your first-person shooters, it's worth a rental. Okay. Imagine Fallout 3, but done as a Bioshock-ish first-person shooter with Russian accents, and you've got it. That sounds interesting. All right. One more thing. My apologies for my state unleashing Rand Paul into the national spotlight. (laughs) He's a real dick, but then again, between Senator Mitch McConnell and Senator Jim Bunning, who made news yet again for holding up the national budget a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Kentucky seems to produce, uh, seems to only produce Republican douchebags. Rand Paul is Ron Paul's son, if you didn't know, and has been not kicking and has been kicking around in local politics for a while now. Check out the following link and you will know why I elect him as my personal douchebag of the week. That's all for me now. Talk to you guys later. All the best, Mark. Oh yeah. Since he sent that, things have gone incredibly bad for that guy. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to, that's for, that's for next week. We'll talk about him, but yeah, what's up with that state? That's messed up. I don't know. Get your, people, right. get your people in line over there. <laughs> this is the, uh, this is the last one. It's, okay. It's, uh, the title is from, who is this from? Ed. Okay. Um, and the title is it, don't read this on air if it's too long. <laughs> it's always too long. Oh, that's what you Hey, said. Frank and Chris. I've been listening to the show for about a year and a half and really enjoy it. I've never written in before, but I figured I should for the big Star Wars show. <laughs> that's what got me listening to the show in the first place when Chris destroyed Ryan and Star Wars <laughs> trivia way back. <laughs> anyway, to the point. I just thought I would tell you about my reasons for loving the movie so much. I was six years old when the original movie came out. Me and my older brother wanted to go see it. We knew... Very little about it at the time, but we had seen a t-shirt with all kinds of cool sci-fi looking shit on it and wanted to see what it was all about. We talked our mother into taking us, and thus my six-year-old mind was forever altered. When that Star Destroyer first came on screen, and then the ensuing battle on the ship, and then Darth Vader comes strolling out and chokes the guy to death, holy fuck, this is the greatest (laughs) thing I ever saw. That summer ended up... That summer I ended up seeing the movie six times, and then a seventh Mm -hmm. time on my seventh birthday. We would have to get to the theater about two hours before showtime and get a spot in line that went halfway around the building and hope the show wasn't sold out by the time we got to the window. It never got old for me. Every time seeing it was as good as the first. Star Wars turned me into the movie geek I am today. 
The three year wait for Empire felt like an eternity, but man, was it ever worth the wait. I remember being pissed because the weekend Empire came out a third of jacked up ticket prices to two fifty. What oh, a jip. Jeez. <laughs> When that one ended the way it ended, I thought I was going to explode. How could I survive on a cliffhanger like that for three years? No kidding. Lucas was evil, but I still went and saw it multiple times and cherished every (laughs) second of it. Then Jedi came out. As a 12-year-old kid, I loved this movie. I thought it was a totally satisfying conclusion to the story. I remember how excited we all were at the prospect of finding out what Vader looked like under the helmet after having a a brief glimpse in Empire. But when you get older and find out that the Ewoks were originally supposed to be Wookiees or that Lucas asked David Lynch to direct it, I find myself liking it less until I remind myself that it's fucking Star Wars. <laughs> None of that other shit matters because it's Star Wars. I remember sating my hunger for Star Wars between movies with, uh, between movies with the comics. Me and my brother have a pretty extensive collection of Star Wars comics and trading cards. We would just constantly read the comics and look at the cards, remembering scenes from the movie. And then a book showed up in our order forms of school called The Splinter in the Mind's Eye. I had to have that, too. It goes on and on. Now I have a nine-year-old son who's been into Star Wars since he first watched the originals with me when he was three. Unfortunately, I think most kids his age, he uh, prefers the sequels. Uh, Sorry this email is so long. Didn't read it on. Don't read it on the show if you don't want to. I will understand. I just wanted to share my Star Wars love because nobody else but my son understands. <laughs> Sorry again for the epic size email. Not the ice is broken. Maybe I can write in more with shorter ones. Love the show, Ed. Thank you, Ed. And I got to tell you that I think kind of says it all. Yeah. That's just it. Just sort of. There's nothing like being that, you know, seven, eight-year-old kid sitting in that theater going, "Holy fuck, this is awesome." No, you know, you know, it's just as good. Um, Today, when I was getting music together uh, for the for the breaks, I put on the um, the Ewok celebration from the special edition, the new the new song there, yeah. and my daughters were dancing to it. Yeah, that is the best thing that's ever come out of Star Wars. But I will tell you, I think that kids today they I think they do kind of like you know the the prequels. Well, I think just think they're more them. familiar that's with their it. Generation. You know, yeah, the you know the Clone Wars stuff. I yep. mean. Yep. Anakin, they dig Anakin. They like yeah. Obi-Wan, who's an idiot. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that's, you know, that's just the way it goes. That's, you can't help that. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and you know, when my son and I talk about who, you know, who's a cool Jedi, and he mm-hmm. mentions Obi-Wan, and I try to explain to him that Obi-Wan's an asshole and doesn't know shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. My son tells me to stop swearing at him and cry and walk away. True. But it'll toughen him up. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, the th- like, what, I, what I'm going to do with the girls is once they're old enough to start absorbing information, uh, no Clone Wars while they're awake. <laughs> we're going to start with A New Hope. And yeah, you have to. Yeah. We're going to watch I mean, that's that. the way it's what. Because, I mean, a lot of the, I think a lot of the impact from Empire finding out that Vader is Luke's father. I mean, yeah. like 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 you said, I mean, growing up, there was speculation. I remember sitting there in class going, yeah, Vader said it, man, but he's a dick. I don't think it. No one, you know, no I don't one believe believed it. him. I don't believe it. Is it true? Yeah. Maybe it's true. And, you know, and, and Vader's his sister and yeah. like, oh, great. And Chewie's his dog and mm-hmm. Han Solo's his long lost older brother. And <laughs> no, wait, he's Chuck from Happy Days that you never saw after the first five episodes or whatever it was. <laughs> What? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> but that's, I, I mean, there. 
That is that is what comes out of it is is it doesn't matter if you like or hate Jar Jar or uh, Padme or what they did or didn't do with Anakin or whether you think it should have episode two should have been episode one or you know you want to see more Clone Wars whatever it doesn't matter the point it the, it comes down to is that you can share it with your children because yeah. you like it as much as they do yeah and that's that's really I mean there's a lot of cynical. You know, oh, rape my childhood, fucking bastards out there. No, guys, you need to get yourselves out of your grandmother's basement. Okay? The original trilogy will not change. I mean, you he released, you know, they're not anamorphic, but he they released the original versions with the special editions last time. It was a two-disc set. So you can have the originals, you can have the special editions. If the special editions are the way he wants to tell the story and he wants it presented, what, whatever. I don't care. You know, I I always wondered growing up, you know, in some movies, and for some reason I always equate this with Ghostbusters, what would happen if this character did this different? And the special edition versions are, it's not exactly what I was looking for, but it's like, you know, little things are different. So something old that that, that you've come to know every frame and every color and every decoration on the wall now is different and there's something new to look at. And it it's 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 timeless. There's no I mean sure you get gigantic mutton chops and like, you know, seventies hairdos in the first one, but there's no assigned time period to the clothing. So yeah. it's constantly it's it's of its own time. Well, I mean, the re-releases, I mean, I, I like stuff that he did where it's, you know, like in, like in Mars Eisley, where he sort of yep. populates oh, yeah. with more stuff and more creatures and more people and more yep. stuff like that. I like, um, I really where appreciated He did the same thing with um, Cloud City. You oh, know? yeah. Opened Make, up the windows. Opened up the windows and, and did that whole thing. And I think that's wonderful. <clears throat> and again, I, I've bitched about this before, where he makes changes that, I believe fundamentally change the presentation of a character. True. That's where I go into a problem. But I mean, that's, you know, that's what it is. Whatever. When, yeah. When it comes down to it, that's his idea of the character and it is his character. So that's fine. Yeah, and can, if it wants can... to evolve over 30 years, you know, like, yeah. whatever to soften, to emasculate a character who otherwise was awesome. Whatever. We're not talking about that. We agreed. We're not going to go into that because we've done that enough. I like, how he added more stormtroopers to the search for the droids. Because initially it was like four dudes. But now there's like dewbacks walking all over the place. There's landing ships. There's all kinds of stuff that yeah. make it, it, it. The urgency is, 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 is more. There's yeah. just more of it. I, I like, I like that. Uh, there's, I don't know. It was a personal challenge at times watching the movies to like point out what's different. Yeah. And some of the stuff was tricky. Like that sunset, has been you know color adjusted, so it's purpley and red and more sunset better, huh? More <laughs> sunset exactly, more sunsetty. Um, so that was our rambly Star Wars show. Yeah, I guess so. What did it clock in at? Three hours. Yeah. Jesus, I don't Christ. know. I may actually cut this up into two parts. What do you think? Whatever. I don't know. Do you want to do that? I mean, I'd have to record a tiny little bit to do it, but. Um, no, just let it go. Because this will be like three hours and ten yeah, minutes. But I mean, because I think over. next week we got to do like season finale wrap up, and I don't want to get too yeah, far. Yeah, there's a from lot of. That. Well, no, I mean, like I'd re- I'd release one like 
you know, release them like four days apart or something, and we'd still do the normal show. Well, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't really care. All right, you know, I'm not making up any extra music, so let me. I'm gonna start playing this, and then we can do the talk out part. All right, and um, I'll keep an ear out for when the music's gonna swell. No, so, okay. All right. So um. That was so the, tell that us was, what you think. I'd be interested in some feedback. Absolutely. Absolutely. The number are you is... Serious, um, that, uh, yeah, are you serious podcast at gmail.com or and call... 206-338-3094. Uh, we have forums that we don't use. Uh, I'm on Facebook. Well, so am I. If you're, if you're easily offended about religion, though, don't follow me on Facebook. Um, what else was I going to say? We should do. A, we should find a date in the future that um, where we talk about the prequels. Yeah, I think we should. Well, let's see what kind of reaction we get for this. Yeah. But if we do the prequels, we have to consciously keep it like this one was. Where I mean, everybody bashes on them. Maybe we just try to be positive about it. No. I'll can f- you can you do that? No. <laughs> no, I don't why hate why the not? prequels. No. No, but there's there's just so much animosity out there about them. But they have problems. Of course. But then everything has has issues. The original versions of the movies had issues, which we discussed in detail. So, but all in all, it shaped who I am. And it helped me, you know, break the ice and talk to my wife and... It's just one of those things. It's it's a cultural phenomenon. No, oh, yeah, I mean, I just... Can you imagine the 50th anniversary of A New Hope? God, no. That's going to be interesting. I'll be dead by then, won't I? No, you won't. Damn it. I can't die till they're all out of college, right? Well, I think that's it. We'll go. Bye-bye. collision course. Princess, we're in mortal danger from our own forces. Falcon, do you copy? This is madness. You're right, General. I can't understand what Chewbacca's doing. Whatever he's doing, there must be a reason. Hold your fire. We've lost all contact, sir. Stand by. The Falcon is near impact. I'm going after them. Luke, take R2 with you. What'd he say? If something has happened to Captain Solo and Chewbacca is alone, he will need me to interpret. 
on us. I know, but I don't think he means to hit us. Chewie's a better shot than that. Look, he's speeding up. We're losing him. Not for long. This is Y4 to base. He's heading straight for a moon in the Pana system. Hang on, R2. What about me? I'm going to shake a pot. We're approaching the water planet. We're following Han and Chewie. We lost them. Hang on, Creepio. We're going in. Are you sure this is the best way? Sir? Master Luxa, are you all right? Yes, how about our two? Our comm links are out. We can't contact the base. Where are you going, sir? To see if I can locate the Falcon by visual sighting. Maybe it's close by. R2, stand by to fire the ejection pod. And hurry, R2, or we'll be deserted soon. Thank you. You are alone? I have two droids. We've come in search of a ship that crashed near here. Maybe I can help you. I am Boba Fett. The ship you seek is nearby. Are the Imperial troops near this planet? They are here, friend. And growing more powerful. How far away? Settle down. <laughs> all they do is eat. This is all we have, but uh, he's welcome to it. You are foolish to waste your kindness on this dumb creature. No lower life form is worth going hungry for. And I take it you have no love of the Empire. I don't. Well, neither do I. It will be easy to find the ship you seek. Follow me, friend. Don't you think it might be imprudent to trust him so quickly, sir? He's our only chance. And besides, he seems like a friend. End of line.